Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Tony Dunn and not to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions. Only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. Panther fans unite. It's Tuesday night. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. Frank Reich has been fired. Really the shortest tenure almost in football history going back 45 years, I think, to find the one that was shorter than that. Even the guy who kicked the kicker, what's his name, Cody? Urban Meyer. Oh, and I don't even know how he has a job on the college game day or whatever he's on these days. Fox. He even lasted longer than Frank Reich. Frank Mm -hmm. Reich, four-year guaranteed contracts, going to take home like $40 million, still paying Matt Rule. The Panthers have named Chris Tabor their interim head coach. There have been more moves and firings on the staff that we'll talk about tonight. But that almost seems like old news happening yesterday as David Tepper today addressed the media in what was a press conference that was not as bad as last year's, but has been taking a lot of heat on the Internet. Uh, We'll have reactions to that presser. We will have We'll be talking about one good thing in Panther history, and that is there are two Panthers being nominated for the Hall of Fame. One's a shoe-in. The other is trying to edge his way in, fight his way in, the little guy fighting his way in. We've got that plus discussions about what really went wrong in Carolina, how much Tepper has been meddling. Was Bryce Young a real true consensus? And from what we can tell of David Tepper, will anything change ever? We don't know. But one thing that won't change, 
Tuesday night. I'm rocking with my homeboys, my wheel man, Cody Lashney. Good to hang out with you. Tony Dunn, I'm a firm believer that there was never a consensus in this building since the moment that they hired Frank Kraken. Uh, it, it might be a spicy one tonight, Tony. You said you might even be defending David Tepper a little bit tonight. Well, you and I might be adversaries because I'm a believer that this was by far his worst press conference to date in how tone deaf it was and the absolute terrible answers that he sat up there and gave to the media and to Panther fans and with all of the news now that he was essentially picking and choosing what questions he was and wasn't willing to answer, uh, not letting Scott Fowler even ask questions at all. It, it, it's a bad look, Tony. But, yeah, we have a jam-packed show tonight. You already know there's nowhere I'd rather be on a Tuesday night than hanging with my boys talking Panther football. And you know we're going to do it with the best damn Panther fans and all the YouTube, brother. I'm talking about my man, Drew. Brandon Sampson, these ill skills. What up, Brandon Ambassador? Uh, Daniel, uh, Danny Berry Sports Highlights, Jared, Jay Thomas, keep pounding. Matt knows nothing. Matt MJF, Mr. Strats, Muscles Marinara, Paisan, get better, brother. Nikki T, my man D from Sanford. What's up, bro? Panther Gal 73, Nikki T, Roosevelt Mongo, Shane Reed, Tim Estes, TJ. Underground West, Zed Burns, and that boy White Chocolate Espresso. Tony Dunn, the chat room is already lit. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. I teased a couple of things to talk about. You mentioned it's a jam-packed show. We're going to talk about more, uh, I guess, animosity growing between the local media and David Tepper that's highlighted in Scott Fowler, who makes a living these days of doing attack pieces the day after or the day of on David Tepper. Uh, we've got that, and we've got the question. This is what I want to ask the cat callers and the people in the chat. I've asked it on Twitter. We'll ask the panel as we go. If you were a member of the media today and you had an opportunity to ask David Tepper a question, what would have that, what would have that question been? And if Cody and I are going to be fighting, and battling, which has been known to happen on this podcast. While you're enjoying that battle, smash the thumbs but thumbs up button, subscribe to the show, call in to the cat calls line 252-228-5098. And that's why we put CK in the middle of us to break us up. Because Panther fans have been fighting on the internet, CK. Panther fans have become, I thought that Cam Newton brought the most divisive possible conversation oh, man. to the Panthers. Now, maybe social media has ramped up, which is truly the case in so many, you know, in the last decade. But I thought next it's, man, could it be Bryce Young more divisive than Cam? No way. David Tepper, Panther fans are devouring themselves. CK, we're going to need you to keep the peace in between us. But if you're going to help anybody, help me. Listen, uh, I, I I hate to tell you, Tony, there might be one thing I'm on your side about or maybe not even on your side, but I might be against Cody on. But for the most part, this is going to be a matter of uh, of uh, of me and Cody just talking about how yeah. bad this press conference was today. Double it Cody was, action, baby. It was horrendous. Um, and quite honestly, it's one of these things looking back and, and in that moment, it just was... 
I said it earlier in the show when we were doing a live reaction to the actual press conference. It was somehow a, a masterclass in how you make a situation worse. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well you know, said. I've got and, theories on why that's the case. Uh, well, here's the thing. I can give you a theory right out of the gate. Have you heard Panthers fans unite behind anything more than what they're doing right now behind the hatred of David Tepper? No, nope. we have been divided as a as an entire fan base for the past two, three months because of Bryce Young and the actions of this offense uh, and this team as a whole. All of a sudden, our entire, uh, you know, our animosity uh, are, just is completely shifted to one person. Um, and so maybe you're right. Maybe this is all designed in, in an effort to try to take some things, uh, some focus off of the other pieces of this. But um, I'm telling you what I heard today, um, all the reports coming out about Ben Johnson last year, why he turned down the job, uh, things like that. I am more dug into my stance that Frank Reich was hired with this potential outcome. I think you're, was, I think it's a brilliant take. I think that it is the truest of it is forecasting. It was almost rude and crude to make that forecast CK, because that is absolutely the case again. Uh, look, CK's on the injury report, but he's playing hurt, but he's here tonight. Guys, we need your support. Two, five, two, 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 eight, fifty, ninety eight. What would you have asked David Tepper? If you were in the media today, also, uh, who is the true villain? Is David Tepper impatient? Um, is he just a bad guy or are these partially bad circumstances that he definitely has his fingerprints on? Let's jump into the show, guys, because we got a lot to talk about. It almost feels like a million years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah really. Well, tonight's show is this is we'll say this is tonight's show is David Tepper is the greatest event planner in Panthers history. I wrote an article and you know what? I keep uh, Carolina Cat Chronicles around as a legacy thing, right? We started the website first and then turned to the podcast because we saw the future, but I still keep it because I love it. I don't want to give up on it. And there's some other uses for it, but today, every now and then I'll get a little inspired to write something. And today I wrote something today on my lunch break, which was David, Te uh, De a billionaire hedge fund owner, David Tepper turns event planner. I should have called party planner, but I mean, he used the term events. Anyway, David Tepper says, Hey, don't look at the on-field challenges and disappointments. Look to the successes of all the events we've planned. Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce. But it seems like a million years ago already. And I know this is the hyper coverage of the internet. This is our hyper focus, Cody, because it feels like we live, breathe, and eat the Panthers, uh, not only because we have the podcast, but because this is what we love to talk about. Like we love to enter yeah. every, this is why I love Twitter is every person that I follow or follow on Twitter is a Panthers fan, right? Almost 99% yeah. of them because I use the C3 account as my personal account as well. And yesterday it was announced after the Panthers fell to one in 10 after a loss to I don't even know who we played at this point. Who we play again? <laughs> we uh, played the Chicago the week before. Tennessee Titans. Uh, Tennessee Titans. Yeah, Tennessee, Tennessee Titans. Titans, right? 
It almost feels like, I mean, I, that seems like two days ago seems like we're in dog years here. Um, but the Carolina Panthers decided to part ways with head coach Frank Wright, which I believe I saw, and I should have had it to noted if I was more professional, is that it's the second shortest tenure in NFL history and the shortest tenure for a coach in the last 45 years. Urban Meyer, like we mentioned, got 13 games. Steve Wilkes got, you know, a lot of times these are one and done. 11 games in on a four-year guaranteed contract. Hey, good for Frank Reich. He's check cashing out four years with the Panthers and still getting paid by the Colts. Hey, you might say he's doing something wrong, but I say that guy's doing something right. Uh, oh, that- dude. <laughs> that, that, how about this? That, that man getting fired... It was probably the biggest relief off of his shoulders oh, yeah. that oh, God, you yeah. could ever imagine someone having. Look dude. at the and pictures, TK. Yeah, dude, I, I was talking about it. It is, it's, uh, it's almost worrisome to see the the change in his demeanor, um, his his just how quickly he's aged, his weight gain. Uh, listen, I'm a bigger guy. I have no uh, no position to stand on whether you should be a bigger guy or not. But for whatever reason, anybody who comes to work for Tepper starts to gain weight in the matter of the first six months of working for him. Um, and that's, you know, unfortunately I've just, you see that mental drag on or drain on him. It seems just based on what you see from the press conferences. Um, and now you see the uh, report that Scott Fowler put out where he's basically saying his uh, journey in the NFL is done. Um, Tepper hey. broke this man. Well, how about probably, this, how about this? He broke an NFL record in the uh, over a hundred years that the NFL has been around, there has never, ever been a coach fired in the middle of the, of the season in back-to-back years. <laughs> never. And literally in the history of the NFL, Poor guy. that has There's... never happened to anyone ever before. So and, uh, to Panthers be fair, are breaking to, records in the wrong direction. To be fair, Frank Reich is probably among a very few coaches that have ever gotten fired and got another head coaching job the next, the next year. year. Yeah. So, totally. so to be fair in the defense of, of Frank Reich, uh, he's on the, he's an outlier already. He's already probably breaking records from that perspective outside of maybe guys like uh, Ron Rivera um, and, and maybe Bill Belichick, if he ends up getting, uh, the acts up there in, in New England. So we'll talk about the effects of David Tepper on this team ad nauseum as this show goes on and as probably the podcast goes on forever. But one of the effects that I've seen indirectly or and just kind of subsequently is my wife has, I, want, I mean, sort of a fair weather Panthers fan, right? Is, um, she, as the Panthers have become less and less relevant, she has devoted less and less energy to keeping up with them. Yeah. Um, basically, since Tepper has taken over as owner, each year she has become less and less involved in following the Panthers, knowing what I'm talking about up here in the in the cave up here. Um, and part of this, too, And I understand this is the passing of players that you're familiar with. Like she knew the Luke Keekley, she knew the Cam Newton, she knew the Thomas Davises, the Greg Olsons. And that gave her another angle to latch on to, even when they weren't doing well, maybe, or something to that effect. So her interest is diminished in, in so noticeably. She asked me, 
I think it was today or yes. I think it was last. It was either last night. Yeah, it was because I haven't seen her hardly at all today. It was last night when the news of Frank Wright got fired. It was fired. Or she said, "So is this coach? I mean, did they did they act irrationally? You know, I mean, did was he that bad? Where I mean, surely there's other things too than just this one guy being the problem, right? And she goes." I mean, it was the players, but, you know, it's like, yeah, it's systemic, baby. It's everything. It's from management yeah. to him. Oh, did you say to her, bless your heart? <laughs> but I did say to her, she said, well, do you feel sorry for him? I said, nah, yeah. baby, he's got 40 million in the bank. He's fine or whatever. It's like, no, nah. she's like, oh, okay. That was conversation over. But so uh, Frank Reich out the door after a one in 11 start and named Interim head coach, which always was a little divisive among Panther fans, but yeah, hey, who called it? This guy. This guy said Chris Tabor. That's the guy I would name, and there's some good reasons to naming Chris Tabor interim head coach. One is he's not overly invested in the Frank Reich peoples, right? Because he's sort of the outsider that was maintained, right? Especially uh, considering what we're about to show. <laughs> yeah. On top of that, uh, special teams gives you those guys are often good with the holistic view of the game, right? Instead of being so hyper focused on defense or offense, right? They kind of look at the game from a big overview position. I often cite John Harbaugh as a very successful special teams coordinator who became a head coach, as well as gosh, who was the coach for the he went, he was for uh, the Giants when they won the Super Bowls anyway. So, look, is that – and obviously the special teams was the – or I think was the best performing unit. And you could argue that defense has been overperforming their station. But Chris Tabor become named interim head coach. And then a news broke. And I almost felt like this didn't get a lot of press at first. No, it really didn't. It really and didn't. The news was is that the Carolina Panthers, or at least I guess Chris Tabor decided – um. And I'm sure that he decided this with the influence of the puppet master, David Tepper, that Josh McCown and running backs coach Deuce Staley would be let go as well. And offensive assistant Jim Caldwell would be promoted or play a larger role. And then that role has become dubious because it looks like Parks Frazier is now the quarterback's coach and maybe Jim Caldwell is the offensive coordinator. No, no, Tim, uh, Thomas Brown is still off. Oh, Thomas Brown. That's right. He's still yeah. there. That's right. Is so just Jim Caldwell, who might be the Panthers coach for two years to fix this mess or weather the storm. I think we'll talk about that, but guys, uh, these moves, McCown, Deuce Staley, what does this tell us about the Frank Reich or, uh, what's going on in Carolina? Well, I'm a personal believer that every person who was on Frank's side of things, AKA, uh, if if you're asking me, Team Stroud, in their evaluation, I think these are all the people that got the axe, and these are all the people that were adhering to a certain style of offense that um, that the Carolina Panthers were trying to implement. And say what you're wondering about Thomas Brown being the offensive coordinator, the offense that they installed in the off in the offseason this year was Frank Reich's offense. It was his way or the highway. And we have some other reports tonight that we're going to talk about that are going to uh, further corroborate uh, how this was Frank's way or the highway uh, when it came uh, to the offense. Uh, I think that Josh McCown 
and uh, Deuce Staley, they were kind of, uh, I mean, they, it was kind of like pick a side. I felt like they were on the wrong side of things. And now you have this part of the coaching staff that is looking to move the team in a different direction. Um, I don't know if it's too little, too late, but it tells me that as soon as Chris Tabor is hired, his first thing is to fire two other coaches. I mean, if that doesn't Steve let Wilkes you did know, this too. Steve Wilkes did this too. Yeah, Steve Wilkes did it too. But I, and again, if y'all remember the uh, the sources that we had put out, there was a split in the locker room last year as well. So that's why it wouldn't surprise me if there was another split in the locker room this year, as we have coaches that are firing other coaches the moment that they get some power. Um, again, I, I refuse to believe, and we'll talk about it more, this idea that there was uh, unanimous uh, decisions when it came to the quarterback, when it came to the type of offense that we were running. Uh, th this has never been unanimous. Um, when we hired the coaching staff in the first place, there was a fear amongst all of us that because we had all these big, bold names as coaches for the Panthers now, that there could be a situation where there's too many cooks in the kitchen. And I, you well, know, I and, and by Staley and McCown. Shout out to Kristen Ladane. Literally, right as it comes out of my mouth, she puts it up in the chat room. Too many cooks in the kitchen. And I kind of feel like that's what it is. You have so many big football brains and big football egos, and you have a number one overall pick. They all know what's better for them. They know how they want to manage them. Now you have marching orders coming down from David Tepper that's also making life harder on everyone else. I, I just imagine that the atmosphere uh, inside that building is terrible. It's, it's worse than it ever has been probably in the history of the Carolina Panthers. I think there was so much uh, – and, and look, <clears throat> I'm more guilty or just as guilty. I'm probably the most guilty of this is just falling in love with the NFL names of experience. Right. Again, I was very adamant about one of the problems for Matt Rule was the staff and the lack of NFL experience, and that is managing the rhythms of the season, you know, understanding – I mean, it's just a different rhythm uh, that you have to kind of get accustomed to, I think. And there's only one way you can really be involved is just being involved in that running training camps. Then, you know, what practices are going to look like, things like this. So we swung from a from a group that had zero experience to a team, to a group of coaches that had on paper so much experience. I fell in love with it. But I will admit this. We is, all kind of did. Per, per uh, especially or one name, Josh McCown. We didn't have any real reason to believe that he was successful. We had him as experienced as a coach. I mean, as a player, we thought he would be not. He seemed very knowledgeable, but we'd never seen him have success as a coach in some case. But he was a hot name out there, right? But literally, Josh uh, Bryce Young has been not good. So look, is you let go of two coaches of two underperforming groups, the running backs, which I think Deuce Staley got the axe for vouching for Miles Sanders, and uh, Josh McCown for the lack of Bryce Young's development. Cover me for a second, guys. Take over. Yeah, yeah no, I, my thought on the uh, on the McCown situation, um, or really the whole thing overarching situation, is I do believe that. 
there's probably so many voices. I mean, when you think about, I mean, even the names we hired that aren't even real coaches, but just kind of consultants um, in uh, Jim Caldwell. Uh, and um, gosh, I forgot his name, the defensive guy that came with uh, Ivero. Um, Capers, Don, uh, Dom Capers. Um, and uh, OG right, right. So now you have not only do you have all this experience at the coaching level, you have all these people that are supposed to be, you know, talking to them that aren't even technically coaches. And, and so, yeah, I think there could be some issues with that. Um, and, and maybe there's, we got to find, maybe we're doing this whole Goldilocks situation where, you know, it's uh, too hot, too cold. No, this one's just right. Maybe this is the time where we start to try to find out the middle ground. Um, and, and that's the hope. Um, I think getting rid of Deuce and, and, and McCown, McCown, the situation stung a little bit because we had this whole thing planned out. We were like, all right, if McCown does really good, um, if Thomas Brown uh, gets poached, we can move McCown into offensive coordinator, and then we can move not only McCown up, but we can actually move up, uh, you know, our, our uh uh, Andy or uh, Andy Dalton up to quarterback coach, and he's no longer <laughs> playing. He's the co- coach on the team, and and <laughs> keep this. We had it all planned going, out, you know. We? And and when that didn't work, I think it becomes a little more powerful or a little more um, painful. Rather, um, the Deuce one I think is more painful than anything because I think he reminds you more of a of a what Steve Wilkes would bring to the table, and that's a guy. Who yeah. would win a locker room? Who's going to have energy? Who's going to be a little a, a legitimate leader? But I think that could be a reason why Jim Caldwell wanted him gone. And similar to the move that they made with Steve Smith, uh, when back uh, back in the day, is you know we've we've got to have uh, we can't have a guy who's a leader and Deuce Staley um, second guessing what the regime's going to be doing moving forward because he might have a different vision of what this team could be, um, and that could be it. Uh, there's so much stuff behind the scenes we don't know is taking place. Um, but I, I, w- I think those guys are going to be just fine. I think they're going to get another opportunity, and they're going to do well in this league. I just think because of this whole thing being as bad as it is, they had to make some cuts and try to uh, get some, uh, as we say, cooks out of the kitchen, if you will. Yeah. All right. Um, let's move. Hey, that's old news, guys. Frank Rank, yeah. thing of the past. These guys, feels like, hey, Look, we all knew this was going to happen. We'll talk about the questions we would have asked David Tepper. But today, we're really, as this news was announced announced uh, yesterday, as Frank Reich was announced that they were going to be fired or these that these guys were going to be let go, uh, David Tepper decided to or announced that he would have a press conference today at 10. Um, like all things, I think it started at, what, 1030? Yeah, it started at 1030. Okay, so they like to start their stream. Imagine had the success we would. We need to really give them some coaching on their social media. Oh, dude! Not only only does the not only does the social media uh, department need to get better when it comes to audio, but uh, your boy David Tepper needs some media training. Like, oh yeah, oh no, we've I've got plenty to say about that. So David Tepper holds a press conference today, where obviously the point of the press conference will be to address. Frank Reich's firing address um, kind of what the direction of the team, I guess, or at least quell some of the Panther fans, uh, you know, concerns about where we're at. And uh, I guess give a little just course, you know, chart a course for the future. David Tepper started with his opening remarks. I like this first. This this jabroni. 
this jabroni, the tie right out the gate. I love and the I, tie. I, the, the, I if, have if, the if, same tie. I think if it has a panther down at the bottom, I have the same tie, which I can't tell. I never got to see the tip. But there, I have a Panthers tie that has that same exact thing, and it has a Panther down at the the emblem down at the bottom. But this look, first right out the gate, a little bit better than last year. Last year he wore a flannel shirt, or plaid button up shirt with the open collar, and uh, so this time he decided to dress up a little bit more because everybody gave him shit about his eating meatball, uh, Marty Herney eating meatballs and. He liked Matt Rule because he dressed like shit like him. But look, right out the gate, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with your tie, dude? Look in the mirror and straighten it. What, you never gone into yeah. a meeting before? <laughs> it's crooked as shit. It's crooked isn't as there, shit. Isn't there anyone that loves that man? Isn't there anyone that, that tells him how to dress, how to put his tie right? And, and hey, how about even some things not to say? In your press conference, about, man. No, before you get to that, Cody, I think here, this tie is truly emblematic of what the problem is with the people that David Tepper surrounds himself with. Is they are spot... Nobody has to sit, just says this. Hey, bro, your tie's a little crooked. You're, about to, you're like, why don't we straighten it up? No, they're too scared to tiptoe. They're walking on eggshells around this mug. Yeah. They're uh, walking on eggshells that they can't even look at him and yeah. say, bro, your tie's jacked up. Uh, so two things. Roosevelt Mongo says the dress coat is also too big for him. He needs a tailor. I uh, didn't know that he can afford one. And then uh, Melissa's Marinara says, say it, Tony. This fucking guy. This fucking guy. I was thinking, this by the way, we're going to change guy. the award from uh, to the jabroni. Tony's jabroni award. Tony's jabronis. <laughs> yeah, because I think that first CK feels more comfortable saying that. Right. Uh, second, but we got some things to talk about. So David Tepper holds this press conference, I guess, in some cases, widely anticipated. In many cases, I didn't really give a shit. I mean, I had class. I was in class. I knew you guys were taking care of it. Oh, or I saw yeah, you guys I, were. And I was livid most of the day. So uh, me and my boy, CK, uh, we were able to go live this morning and we were able to live react to all of this. So if you would like to watch that, that's available on the channel. But uh, do that later, man. Uh, keep it with us now. This was David Tepper's uh, answer as to why he fired Frank Reich. No, look, every coach that we've had here has been um, has had contributions to this organization. Um, Frank has contributions to the organization. Matt had contributions to the organizations. Um, and, you know, quite frankly, if I had my druthers, I'd like to have a coach here for 20 years or 30 years, you know, if I can do that. Um, you know, I'm not going to get into the individual sort of things. Um, you guys can just speculate as to that. Uh, but, uh, you know, we just moved on yesterday and that's that. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So he literally said nothing at all, and I'll leave y'all to speculate as 
to what the hell I was even doing and why anyone decided to do this. Like, he literally didn't answer the question. He said, I will let y'all speculate. I wish that we could go 20 or 30 years without firing a coach, but that's not the reality. We held a press conference to not speculate. Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. Why do you even call a press conference if you have no intention of sitting up there and giving honest answers about what people want to know? I don't think he wanted to do do this. Clearly, he didn't want to. Like I he didn't want to be think, there. I think he's better at the class than he thinks he is. Uh, you said it, he gave a master class in what not to do, where uh, you said it really cool, cooler than I just said it. Is for me is every time, even when David Tepper says things that I actually just agree with, he becomes more uh, dislikable. Right? You came out this. You went from a guy who yeah. was dancing in the dancing on the sidelines, showing up at a roaring riot tailgate, who's a billionaire, drinking a beer with regular people, who CK and I saw on the way to the game, and where CK saw him, and then I went and had a picture taken with him. This guy that kind of felt like he was really in it, you know, something fun and lively. And every time we interact with him more and more, he becomes less likable. And the reason he's not like is is dislikable, should I say, is because he's not authentic. Just just you know what I'm saying is you didn't say anything. If you didn't want to, I th- I agree with you, Cody. If he didn't want to do this press co- or CK, I don't think I think he thinks he can handle the press conference, and then it fucking goes terrible, and he's like, oh, I did fine. Well, he gets I up think- there and he gets the questions, and I think he's got marching. He's given his uh, his people marching orders. This is who I want to take questions from. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't even be surprised if there were a couple of people uh, that were a part of the media that had pre, like uh, pre-approved pre uh, questions and what have you. Um, there were some good questions that were unanswered entirely. Um, but as a whole, like they were, there was a lot of softball uh, questions thrown his way. Yeah, That um, question right there, he could have been just fine answering that question by saying, look, we really thought that Frank Reich and this experience of this staff was going to get us moving in a right direction. And wow, with time that still may have happened, the product that we saw was just so intolerable that it would be malpractice for us to stick with it. That's just being honest right there. But I think even before he got to that, Cody, before he even gave his non-answer on this, I like he said this. He pulls out a piece of paper. He pulls out a piece of paper. He said, I got a couple of opening remarks prepared, like prepared opening remarks. Yeah. He goes this season did not go as we wanted it to. We've decided to move on from Frank Reich and do Staley and Josh McCown. They're good we'll guys. talk about that. Yeah. They're good guys. That's all. And he's like, okay, I'll open it to questions. Like that's your opening statement. Yeah. What the Panthers should have done is what Jerry Richardson did. And that's just give a press release. Just give a piece of paper that yeah. you put on Twitter, and this would have been a million times better. And you know that David Tepper knows that he is not good in front of the microphone. Like, no, honestly, I think he so, thinks I, he I is. Totally like, like, no, I really don't. I think that he sits up there, and he's so incredibly uncomfortable. He repeats himself. He says processes. He says all these things. Public speaking is not David Tepper's strong suit, nor will it ever be. And to me, that's why this is so tone deaf to me, because he continues to say these things 
like about all the shit that he's brought to Charlotte, and we'll show you that here in a minute. But the fact that he's so tone deaf that he doesn't know how those things land on this fan base and on the media when he says them, it's absolutely incredible to me that no one has told him, hey, if you don't want to do this, you're the billionaire. You don't have to answer to anyone. If you don't want to get up there and do a press conference and answer these questions, then who told him to do it? Don't do it. Who told him to do it then? I don't know. Maybe Nicole. Do if no. He said this is I'm going to go out there and do it. I got this. It'll be fine. He thinks and look, and I know why this is the case. This is a billionaire who has grown out of touch with the money. And what he's ultimately just used to is people coming into him, him always being in a power position, him giving them five minutes of his time and him always having really just this ultimate. He plays with a big stack if you're playing poker and he is not used to this case right here where even though you're the strongest, richest dude in the room at this point, you got to perform i would promise you this is that if any ceo or hedge fund dude investor that worked for him under whatever the fuck his company's called now came in and had to pitch something to him and he said i'll give you 10 minutes and they did the quality of discussion that he did he would fucking rail them yeah he would be like this wouldn't give them a a second thought but he doesn't think that he has to do those things at all He doesn't think or know or even consider that he can be flawed or coached or anything like that. So he tells us nothing about why they fired Frank. Right. He should have just said, look, it's a fucking mess. Wouldn't that have been. I, I, I highlighted this comment and I did so like not to be mean. I really am serious. A lot of very successful people. They find have do they yeah, find do, yeah, they do kind of have these um, these mild forms of autism like Asperger's and dude that would not surprise me like the way that he answers questions the way that he phrases things the way that he'll kind of ramble and bring up things like it, he has a very narrow frame of taking in information and giving out information. Like Elon Musk is somebody else who also has Asperger's. Sure, sure. Like, well, actually, I, you know, it, they don't it, use it, that it, term anymore. They got rid of it oh. in the DCM. Now it's just a scale of autism. On the, By the way, uh, and the mean, reason I know that is because I said Asperger's. The only reason, about- yeah, and the only reason I, I bring it up, and again, I am not uh, 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 shaming this. I, I, I have had many friends in my life uh, who have had autism. I, it would not surprise me if that was also true of David Tepper, a guy who's worth uh, $20 billion. Uh, hey, real quick, uh, the two super chats, uh, the real C3AP with the $10 uh, says, uh, how about uh, how about how it was a rigged pressure from the get-go? Dude said at the beginning of that, he'll be picking the questions, and he still looked uh, over others on purpose. Right. Yeah, that that's a that's a great one. I mean, he knew 100% what questions were going to be asked of him and how he was going to answer them. And he also knew had who had the hard questions and um who he didn't want to be talking to. That includes Scott Fowler who apparently he has a continued uh beef that is on ongoing with uh with Fowler. And Fowler even put that out on Twitter that he had his hand up he was waiting to ask a question 
and they just skipped right over him, even though he protested. So David Tepper has a hit list of people that he does not want to answer questions from. Well, Scott Fowler, Fowler made a little of that bed that he's going to have to lie in. We'll Fowler bring that. Did nothing unfair. Last nothing. year, he got nothing. an argument. Last year was the argument. I understand that, but, but nothing here's the that thing: Fowler is he did went, during that time was unfair. No, he writes a what I would call a hit piece afterwards, and even though it's fair because he has a platform to use, is that I want to say that Scott Fowler is semi-retired, right? Like I don't think he's a full-time reporter anymore for the Observer. At least I remember him them celebrating something. This was a couple few years back. So like he kind of comes in and writes when he wants to, it feels like about things he wants to, because yeah, he's the tenured guy, but he not only um, kind of poked the bear last year, or at least in Tepper's mind and, my, and Tepper lost it. Tepper went, had a, and that's when I invented this thing, the Tepper tantrum because of the way he dressed him down. He said, you know better than that, Scott. You know better. And then he like gave him a talking to. And then Scott went and wrote a piece about it the next day. Again, guess what? Today, same thing. Scott Fowler puts up an entire piece about how in 29 years, he didn't have a question. I have found an edited thing in that story we're going to talk about. Next in the press conference, we'll get to that. What happened next in this press conference? Because yeah. it was short, guys. Last year's press conference, 25 nope. minutes. This was less than 14 minutes. And had it not been, one of the things that was wild about this, guys, is I was watching it after your reactions. So I turned you guys off. I didn't. I was like, I'm going to just go watch it. It just it, like Tepper just walked off. I was like, there yeah. wasn't, it was like, there wasn't a last question. There wasn't, thank you for this. It was just like, fuck, I'm out of here. And, and then, the only reason it happened was because somebody was literally sitting there like demanding that they get their question in. And David Tepper relented and said, yeah, he let him answer. Yeah, it was and, awesome. And, and, and by the way, after that, that's what gave us the kind of the biggest nugget of information. Yeah that came from this entire press conference. But here's another short clip on David Tepper talking about his own self-evaluation. Um, look, things are constantly evolving um, and they'll continue to evolve. And, you know, trying to make things better is what you always try to do. Um, obviously that record's not good enough. Um, you know, there's no hiding it. It is what it is like everything in this sport, everything's left on the field. You, everybody knows what it is every week. Um, that record's that record. And you're going to self-reflect and make it better. So, again, a whole lot of nothing. Just saying, hey, we're going to self-reflect. We're going to look at the things that we've done, and we're going to make it better. Uh, it reeks, again, guys. This reeks of a position of someone who doesn't believe they can be wrong. Right? There's no, The whole thing that what – Narcissist. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's, it's, there's no humility in this. And this is where no. I think the money is. I think David Tepper 10, 15 years ago was closer to that point when he was the poor, the regular guy from Pittsburgh. So you're the rich guy that still has one foot in your past of the blue collar past. And now you're coming into this. I think when you get successful in something, over time, you hold on, you try to hold on to that identity of like 
the blue collar worker, the guy that grinded the this and that. But over time, your success pushes you so far from that, that what Tepper lacks completely is either, like you said, a narcissistic component or a self-awareness to just take a little bite of humble pie for a moment, even if you don't like it, even like the no thank you bite for what parents know with kids is that you say this is you got to try one bite and you say, no, thank you, but you got to have one bite of these damn peas. Tepper needed to just for a minute, humble himself to the fan base and say, look, this is just not gone anywhere the way I wanted it to. And I, our process has been part of that problem, everything. But instead of just saying this, what he just said is, we're right and you just don't get it. Yeah. At one point, he right, said, right. he asked, they asked about the, the decision making, like you said, the nugget at the end. His answer was this. They said, what was the process in discussing or in choosing the quarterback or something like that or whatever? He goes, the process was the process. Right, right. Like, well, here, here's the, like, if we're going to play the clip, I won't talk about it too much, but um, the one time he, he was talking about how, um, nobody ever leaves him you know oh we have that that oh, that's, dude. i got that, questions that, about that in the holster 30 20 30 years i was like dude you haven't even have you even owned a business for 30 years right, let's let's cue that one yeah. up what do you think so, yeah it's it's literally this next one right here um uh he so but the question was uh because of everything that's happened uh will it be hard to hire a new head coach and bring one here to Carolina, and this was uh, his pathetic answer. A quality head coach here, uh, if you hire one, choose to hire one, someone uh, next year. No. I think hey, that I'm, I'm, doing. I'm not going to get into I'm it here. Writer, Miss Harris. That, um, you know, it's, there are different reasons why different things happened in each, each case. Um, you guys see, like I said, everything is out in the field. Everything is known over time. And I think people know it. The league knows it, and people in the league know it. So, uh-huh. I think that um, if we were, if we, everything was perfect, it wouldn't be the case. And everything was good, it wouldn't be the case. So it's not as if it's not known out there. Reasons, and you know, that will be something for people to decide. Just generally speaking, and not here, but and not that this matters because this is here. But, you know, in other aspects of my life, we have people for 20, 30 years that work for me. Nobody ever leaves me. Damn, you know, 20 or 30 years, nobody, nobody ever, ever leaves me. Dude, all right. So here's here's the image that pops into my mind here. Um, if, for anybody who likes the office, you're going to know what I'm talking about. There's a guy who goes to quit uh, because Michael Scott, who, you know, obviously is the primary character in many people's eyes. Um and instead of letting him quit, he just fires him instead. So makes a dumb decision because now they're going to have to pay him severance and all that stuff because they're firing him instead of him letting him walk out the door uh, free and clear. Like, that's what I imagine is like somebody walks in and hands David Tepper their two weeks notice. And he's like, you're fired. Like, I, don't want, I, don't, I have a 100% track record of having nobody leave me. And, uh, Tony, do you mind if I play this clip one more time? Because I really want y'all to get the full scale 
of how much of a word salad this actually is. I mean, listen to what he says about processes and it, it's known around the league about the processes and that will come out maybe. Like, listen to this one more time. A quality head coach here, uh, if you hire one, choose to hire one, someone uh, next year. No. I think that, I don't know, and again, I'm not going to get into it here, but I think that, um, you know, it's, there are different reasons why different things happened in each, each. There are different reasons why different things happened. Each case. Um, Which I think he I knows. Think, I think he, is I think if he was just more honest and transparent a little bit about what that actually means, that like, hey, look, is, um, and I got some things. We'll talk about the patients or we'll talk, maybe this is a good time to talk about it. But what I like uh, about this, and this is where, to me, this is that humble pie comes in or none, no humility, no. Um, he feels like this to me. Some ways he feels like a CEO doing a press, uh, a quarterly conference call with shareholders that he knows, A, that shareholders will never be happy, right? It doesn't matter if you make a billion dollars, a million, you know, shareholders want more, 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 more. But you believe that the foundations and what you're doing in the company are truly good. And so what you just do is this, is you do the press, you do the conference call because you got to do it. And then you just say, well, we got everything in case the numbers don't match the results, but we're doing it right. And then you just like mute the people talking back to you. He said this is they said, do you think this? And I know you're not supposed to ask questions if you're in like take law school or whatever is like unless you're a defense attorney on cross-examination, you're not supposed to a ask yes and no questions. He just said no. <laughs> he yeah, said, yeah, yeah, no. I was just like, I was like, no. that was it. He was about to leave right then. And then he said, yeah. can you expand on that? What that is the, that's the lack of self-awareness I'm talking about. Right. But again, that's why I like, and again, just to make sure I reiterate, not saying this to be mean, many very successful people have that it's kind of like on the spectrum to me. Like it, it, there is a disconnect between how he takes in information and how he gives out information. Like he'll, he'll jump around and say, Oh, these things are known about this. this that. It's like, he doesn't necessarily understand the way that he's conveying information. I'm going to play the rest of this clip and then we'll move on to the okay. next one. In the field, everything is known over time. And I think people know it. The league knows it and people in the league know it. So I think that um, if we were, if we, everything was perfect, it wouldn't be the case. And everything was good, it wouldn't be the case. So it's not as if it's not known out there reasons. And, you know, that will be something for people to decide. Just generally speaking and not here, but and not that this matters because this is here. This part, because this is insane. But, you know, in other aspects of my life, we have people for 20, 30 years that work for me. Nobody ever leaves me. Not my Nobody first wife. Leaves me, dude. Not my first wife. Uh, yeah, what are you talking about, stupid? No so, one ever leaves you? Oh, my God, dude. I'm I, telling you, it's an out-of-touch billionaire. Dude, he is. Dude, uh, this is incredibly out-of-touch, Tony. What this needed to be, by the way. Like, this, it, I said it, this. It, it, yeah. Before the before the actual press conference even took place, Cody, I said what I needed to hear was a couple of things. I needed the press conference to start out. 
Um, we've added somebody else to the list that we've terminated, and that's Scott Fitterer. Um, and it needed to give us a game plan of what he's doing in the future. And that game plan needs to be this. We're going to hire an outside firm to to find us a GM. Avoided um, that question, too. Completely. Right, exactly. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, and, 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 but this is talking about GM. We're going to hire our GM. Um, and then I'm going to make an announcement that I'm stepping down from football operations. Um, and I'm going to let the GM handle the job uh, that he's going to be hired to handle. And that is to take over the football side of things, the personnel, the contracts, all of that stuff. Um, I'm going to keep my ear to the ground and see what's going on there, but I'm going to step down. I'm not going to be doing weekly meetings with my head coach. I'm going to just, I'm going to remove myself from the equation. Um, this, I mean, it's, it's, that's the only answer that would have satisfied the majority of Panthers fans and saying, okay, well now, and, and, and let's be honest about it. That's also the only answer that's going to keep coaches interested in this job. I yeah. think coaches will be plenty interested given the fact that they have such an opportunity to make a payday. Um, um I disagree. Yeah, yeah. Think about well, D'Amico Ryans. He turned us down last year and, and he went to the Texans. He could have probably got us for double the amount that we would have paid him, uh, that the Texans paid him, but he went down there instead. I think there is a level of pedigree that uh, coaches are going to go for. The only way that you're going to want a coach is going to be willing to come here is if they know that they're not going to be micromanaged and they're going to be able to coach the team the way they sign. They, they envision a team's going to be able to be successful. Um, yeah, I don't also, think, no, yeah, right, I, 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 I don't think that, um, I don't think that, uh, yes, there might be only 32 positions of a head coach in this league, but this year alone, there might be a lot more available than there have been in yeah. recent years. Um, and so we are going to be at the bottom of the totem pole while David Tepper still has his hands on the wheel. And another point is it, it depends on what jobs come open. Like there is a legit chance that the Los Angeles Chargers and the Buffalo Bills come open. If you're a name, oh like yeah, the Bill, Chargers job is coming open for sure. But and dude, they they like right now the Bills. They're one of the most disappointing good teams in the NFL. If for whatever reason they don't make the playoffs or they continue to downslide, yeah, I I think Sean McDermott's probably going to be out of Buffalo. And that, that's another destination that you're going to have to compete with when you talk about guys like Ben Johnson or Brian Johnson, the OC for the uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, this this next clip I have, Tony, I mean, unless you had something that you wanted to uh, add. Well, I want to okay. say this is uh, first, I've still got something to say where I think David Tepper's right. He just is bad in messaging and delivering the message in one case. And the second thing is, I think the most important thing is when he was asked about the success of the team and the organization since he's taken over, some people called it the churn of coaches. Yeah, I think it was the business clip, question. Right. All right, uh, let's listen to this clip, and I'll tell you, I think that'll be a good segue. Look, you know, as I said, there are reasons for each individual situation. I think you guys, upon your own reflection into looking what happened through the season, can uh, you know can understand that you're around town for the, those that are around town and can know the reasons. Um, again, I'm not going to get into that particularly into those particulars, but I have pa I do have patience. I'm just not <laughs> my reputation away from this game is one for extreme patience. You know, there's no reason why that doesn't you know come here too. It does now that patience comes with good performance and things that you want to see progress be made on in different aspects. Um, and as you know, as I said, you know, I would like to have somebody here for 20, 30 years. I'd like to 
have somebody <laughs> that would say eulogy at my funeral in 30 years. Okay, maybe it's 40 years, I hope. But uh, that's what I like. Bro, you don't got that in you. Well, maybe you'll buy that fake heart like Jake. All right. Um, <laughs> my question to you guys is David Tepper impatient. Is David that, Tepper impatient? The, this is where the, the national media has run with this, right? The national media has somehow taken up a sort of from Will Brinson to uh, all uh, God, what's his name? Breer, uh, Albert Breer, uh, Mike and, Florio. Right. And that is not only <laughs> they have taken in that he's too involved, but that he hasn't allowed these guys an opportunity to succeed. And do you think that and impulsive? Do you think words. he is impatient, impulsive? Um, I think I know where you're going with this, Tony. I, I mean, I think that you could make the argument that maybe he's not quite as impulsive. Um, I, I think that if you look at how long he waited to fire Matt Rule, um, you know, he also waited a little bit before he fired Ron Rivera. Uh, he waited a little bit too long to fire. Marty Herney uh, in the estimation of some people. So, there, I mean, I used to say that David Tepper was Mr. Day Late Dollar Short. Yeah. So uh, I kind of think that when you stack all of those things on top of one another, it's easier to understand this time around why David Tepper said, all right, this isn't working. I'd rather rip off the Band-Aid now than sit and let it fester. CK, is he impatient and impulsive? No, I think this is quite honestly the plan all along. Um, I don't think this was impulse or impatience. I think this was actually playing a bit of a long game. Um, and and what was going this was when he when you were thinking about the offseason, right? We had our candidates as as head coach, and I'm not trying to continue to harp on this, but I think it's under I think people need to understand the the chess that David Tepper, I believe, is playing, right? Um, that doesn't mean that I'm giving him the benefit of the debt. That that presser was horrendous, and it should have been a million times better. But I do believe that this is the avenue that we're. This is what we're looking at. We were in the off season. We were wanting to interview. We interviewed Ben Johnson. We were trying to get Sean Payton, or at least interviewing him. That was never going to be an option. Um, New Orleans would never have traded Sean Payton to us. Jim Harbaugh wasn't leaving Michigan. Um, you know we. Uh, D'Amico Ryan backed out of an interview with us um, and uh, or flat out refused an interview. Uh, we had Jim Caldwell as one of the interviewees. We had I Ivero as an interviewee. Um, and then we had uh, we had Frank Reich. Right. Um, and out of all, and Steve Wilkes, of course, out of every one of those. Right. The ones that Te Tepper would have probably wanted were going to be off the table. Right. Ben Johnson removing D'Amico Ryan's out of the question. Um, Jim Harbaugh out of the question, Sean Payton out of the question, right? Those are the four big time names that were really going to be in my eye, my my opinion, the apple of David Tepper's eye. Can I interrupt right? for one second to highlight yep. this com comment is uh, why Big Jordan says, why didn't we give Jim Harbaugh a chance? He called us and I think CK, I think you're right and I'm not uh, trying to undermine why Big Jordan here, but I think Harbaugh tried to play the Panthers against Michigan to get more money and status. At the right. time, so continue. But is that right. not why you're? Is that not what you're supposed to do? But here's the deal. Here, keep keep that in mind. Jim Harbaugh called us, right? But he wasn't coming out of Michigan last year. He announced it before he like after that and stuff had taken place. So he had planned to be there at least this year. 
Um, and now there's those that talk is starting to really heat up about him coming back to the NFL. So now all of a sudden, all of our apple of our eyes are off the equation for last year, right? So Harbaugh's who, coming back, baby. He's ours. Who, and who the media storm about Harbaugh coming to Carolina is going to pick up. Right. So let's look at the equation. Last year, he's really choosing between three guys. That's going to be uh, Frank Reich, uh, Steve Wilkes, and Avero, right? Or maybe even Jim Caldwell, right? Out of all of those guys, none of them are going to be guys that he believed were going to be the guys to get him to the promised land. The problem with that answer is who do you hire? You have to hire somebody. Well, why not hire the guy that you can fire after one year, if not even sooner? Because none of the other three people outside of Frank Reich are going to be possible to be hired. You have been on this, one. dude. It's freaking brilliant. And <laughs> not you're right. A single person could have been fired other than Frank Reich. And the, it had the most upside, right? If you hire him and, and he's good, great. We'll continue to move forward. If it doesn't seem to be going as well, even if he had a mediocre season and he just, we didn't make it to the playoffs. Oh, I think you know, he would have kept him if he won five games. I don't know about that, but you know, we're, we, it was just the perfect setup for him to be able to move into this off season and potentially get some of the candidates that are going to be more sought after again this year. Um, by hiring a new coach is uh, putting yourself in a situation for three to four years, right? You've got to give them at least, uh, you know, you gave rule, what, two and a half years? Um, you, or was it three years they gave rule? Was it three, uh, four years? Uh, it was like two and a half. years to rule. Right. Oh, well, what I mean is like, their contract to rule. No, no, year. no. I mean, like, the, the leash as far as like, oh, if things don't two get and a half years. He got two and a half years. Oh, yeah. He's in his third season. He's in his three off seasons. Let's say he got three off seasons, right? Um, so you hire any other coach, that's the minimum you've got to give them. You can't fire somebody after the first off season. You certainly can't fire them after the second off season, but the third off season, if things don't get better halfway through the season, they're out. Well, you're going to be putting yourself in a position to be stuck there for two and a half years, uh, if not longer with the coach that's mediocre, or you can try to, you know, get one of the higher, you know, one of those candidates that are coming from a, a more solid after offense or uh, a defensive minded head coach or something along those like let yourself be open to the more candidates again. All of a sudden you went from having a eight list candidate down to four lists, uh, four people on that list. And you're not going to get the bell of the ball at that point. The only thing that uh, makes me hesitant and fully endorsing your conspiracy theory or theory, should we say is what squeaky cheek says right here is if he showed any progress at all, I think he'd still be here. I think that uh, Tepper hired him with the right intentions of trying to do things different, going from that college coach inexperienced to experienced offensive minded. Yeah. And I think this is that this is where I say Tepper is not. I think that the national media hitting on him being impatient, impulsive while he might be meddlesome and he might be um, eager in many ways, I don't know if impatient is fair, because if you say impatient in this case, then what you really are argue or suggesting, not you guys, but whoever's writing these stories, is that he should really walk into next season with Frank Reich. And to be honest, I don't think even the people that believe that David Tepper was impatient. And look, I there's the people I just disagree with on Twitter all the time. It just feels like some people I just have the opposite opinion with all the time. 
And they're like, motherfucking David Tepper, but so just fucking impatient. But then on the other outside, the other side of their mouth, they're talking about how shitty Frank Reich is. Yeah. Ultimately, there's, this there's, was there's a so many mess. Different in but this was a mess. It was such a mess that I think it would have been a disservice. It, it, people make fun of us. Me or me, me for one, it's a, I thought this before we traded up from nine to one. I was saying this is let's maybe draft a quarterback at nine and run it back with Sam Darnold or run it with Sam Darnold and see what we get with this new staff. And then maybe they get their quarterback the next year. But then when we traded to one, I was like, hey, we got to get the quarterback. We got to get the quarterback. Right. I get that. But you're trying to tell me. I think this is that those same people wanted Frank gone. Yeah. Wanted Frank. And, and you know, I wanted Frank. I think that he should have come out and said this is that this was just went so badly that I couldn't, I would feel uh, like I was doing a disservice to this organization, to the fans, to myself, right. to stick with Frank Reich. No disrespect to Frank Reich. We just thought it was going to be better. Right. We thought it would be better. Frank thought it would be better. Sadly, everyone was wrong. He has a great family. He's a great man. We wish him all the best. And Tony, I think what you're trying to say is like you're trying to have your cake and eat it too. You want to say that David Tepper is this quick trigger, uh, impulsive type of guy. Yet on the other hand, everybody is celebrating the fact that Frank Wright, for a lot of different reasons, is no longer the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Like, you don't get to say that he's too impulsive, yet you're happy that he was impulsive enough to fire the head coach. If you think it was the no right move, being had. if you truly think that moving on from Frank, Frank Reich, which he called him Frank Reich, which I want to know if he's on to something that we don't know or if like, like, or just like he just pronounced the ch. It's like, damn, this guy's so rich. He didn't even learn his name. <laughs> How about this? But um, so, uh, so here, before we okay. get to the next thing, because I don't want to get too far into the clip. What we got to do is talk about Scott Fowler. But before we get to Scott Fowler, because I promised this to a lot of people on Twitter, and I want you guys to start, mm-hmm. is today what the big hubbub about all this was, is that, A, that, that the Panthers <laughs> – minions or whoever their uh media people are which i shouldn't i need to be nice because i'm trying to get in the club not out of the club that they um were limiting questions access right and david tepper wasn't really interested in taking a lot of questions scott fowler comes out with a piece saying look 29 years i didn't get to ask a single question guys he edited his story and took something out by the way Because in his original story, he said this, and I've got the quote here. He, um, in the current version, he says this. I, Scott Fowler, his piece was this, the title of it. Here's the question I wanted to ask the Panthers owner, David Tepper, at his news conference. In this piece, he wrote this. He wrote, I covered the Panthers for the Charlotte Observer on a daily basis since the team's inception in 1995. When Reich wanted to speak out to one journalist after getting fired Monday, he chose me to do the interview. And in 29 seasons of Panthers, uh, 29 Panther seasons of coverage, I've never been shut out of asking at least one question during a Panthers press conference. Not one. None of that mattered. 
He continues, the Panthers tried hard and successfully to ignore me, letting eight other media members ask one question apiece instead during instead. Look, you need some commas here instead during a truncated press conference. What he took out of this in his original story that was posted like an hour and a half before was they even let a fan blog who used to try to cover the Panthers. And he didn't say it that man, but it was kind of dismissive who now just is a photo gallery each week. He basically said this, they let the roaring right. He didn't basically, he didn't mention them. And now they edited that out of the story. It was gone. Oh, really? It's gone now. They were like, oh, he we just didn't said, want that much smoke. Yeah, he just said this. Is uh, He said, they let the Roaring Riot ask a question, but they didn't ask the fucking 30-year tenured reporter. Yeah, to ask the Charlotte Observer. Yeah. So I thought this, that's what one thing I saw some other reporters complaining about not being able to get access. And I then, because I got a little petty in me, I said, y'all one of us now, Muggs. That's how we feel a lot of times. Uh, but one Scott of Fowler's, us, one of us, Scott Fowler, uh, his question that he planned to ask was ultimately, do you ever look in the mirror? Have you looked in the mirror and thought yourself as God, where'd it go? Um, here's one about, anyway, I can't find it. I'm going to find it in just a second. What is the one question? Because so many people felt shut out. Joe person tried to ask a question. He walked away. That final question that we're going to still talk about when it comes to really the only juicy thing from this from this press conference, and I don't think it's as unanimous and clear as people say they think it is. So I'm with you a little bit on Cody. I don't believe as strongly as you do on the point. What would be the one question each of you guys would have asked David Tepper if you had the opportunity to ask the question as a reporter? Uh, yeah, for me, mine's very simple, and it was attempted – one of these clips that I played or that I'm going to play, they asked him, like they brought it in about his evaluation of the front office. But again, he just dodges it so completely. Uh, my question would have been very simple and to the point. But technically, I would have asked him two questions. I had two questions that I would have asked him. Number one is, is your general manager, Scott Fitterer, on the hot seat along uh, with how Frank Reich was. And I would want to hear what his answer on that was. Like right now, that is public enemy number one. It's funny that we're talking about David Tepper, but like everyone knows that David Tepper is going to be the owner of the Carolina Panthers, whether we like it or not. So right now, the only thing that can really change going here on out and that we're all hoping will change is that uh, Scott Fitterer, our general manager, is fired in favor of someone else. So I wanted to know where his mind was at on that. Like what in particular um, about Scott's job did he like? Uh, does he need room to improve? Just overall, how hot is the seat that Scott Fidler sits upon? I know you only asked. He told me my tie was fine. His job is safe. Yeah, yeah. And, and by the way, my opinion that I don't think people are like or are going to like, I don't think Fidler is getting the ax, y'all. I really don't. I know a lot of people want it. I know a lot of people are going to be upset if it doesn't happen. But I've been on this train. Um, when David Tepper says jump, Federer says, how high, boss? And, and, you know and how I you know that, that from I, today? I believe that he values a yes man 
being in control of everything that the organization does. So if you're asking me right now, my gut feeling is that he is not going to fire Federer. Do you know how that opinion is not only just an opinion, but was absolutely validated today? It might have been a suspicion for a lot of times. What we have done this is we have had... We thought, hey, Matt Rule was so much in it. Then Fitter kind of had to negotiate with Matt Rule and appease Tepper. And then, you know, he's trying to feel his way around. And this is the first year we've given uh, Fitter the benefit of the doubt a lot because of the power dynamics here. But the 100% affirmation that you are right, that he is a jump how high guy and that David Tepper, why wasn't fitter the guy doing this press conference 100 why isn't he the guy coming out and say look and you know what he takes the smoke for the owner yes he says this is i felt as the gm this was the right appropriate move to make i consulted with my boss david tepper to make sure that we were on the same page this shows that david uh, that scott fitter is completely powerless yeah, he, he's a yes man. He's a yes man. He is the guy that is, like I've been saying, when David Tepper says jump, Scott Fitterer says how high. Um, and my, 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 my final, and broke up my final uh, you have question. Two questions? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, oh, I do. do. My, my, my final one would have been uh, what are the qualities that you're now going to be looking for in your next head coach? Too far, too cart before the horse on that question for me. CK. Um, what would you have asked him? Um, well, my first, my first question would have been, uh, along the same lines as Cody's. And that is what has Scott Federer done in his job to warrant him to still remain in his position, um, at this, you know, prior to Frank Reich's, uh, departure from the organization. That'd be my first question. Um, my second question would be, why are you not answering all the other questions that we're asking you? Okay. My question, um, and this would be, I think, a answerable and a reasonable question, too, one that he would even permit, is why let go of Frank Reich now rather than at the end of the season? Like, what is the benefit to the team and the direction mm-hmm. yeah, or even the one. process and not that I think it's a bad idea. Like, just what's the impetus behind doing it now rather than you can know you're going to do it in six months or three months. I could, He could have made his mind up three weeks ago for all I know. But, like, really, what does this do to help the process of finding the next coach, developing the team as we have, evaluating the talent? What is the idea behind that? Some people on Twitter had some questions for me, so we'll highlight some of these. Gone at Gone Beyond Beyond One. At Gone Beyond One asked, does he call it stuffing or dressing? Was his question. Cat <laughs> uh, McCray says, why is Fit still here? Muscles Marinara, with the probably the most important question of all, why aren't there any Italians in the front office? You got a fucking problem? You said it's diverse, but I don't see one fucking guinea in the building. <laughs> I was going to ask him. I, I want to like a couple of questions like would be sidebar sidebars for that question is, uh, do you prefer chicken cutlets or veal cutlets? And if you say chicken, look, I love a chicken cutlet. 
But if you say chicken cutlet over veal cutlet, get punched in the face because it's superior. Um, this is what one of my favorite Twitter accounts on the block. Oh, one uh, Ryan, not Reynolds. And we don't always, I think, see to eye to eye, but he is a good follow on the block. Oh, one. Since you, his question is, since you were so successful in bringing live music to Charlotte for the first time, what is your plan for getting Taylor Swift to leave Travis Kelsey for Hayden Hurst? I like that one. Uh, uh, Tepper's fake brass balls, the sports nut, a big fan or supporter of the show, member of the C3 fam, always uh, helping us find news. He says, what are you looking for in a head coach? Uh, Frank Reich says with Frank White, not Frank Reich. What if Frank Reich got in here like his daughter? With any playing, no coach experience, wouldn't it be in the best interest of the team to let the professionals you hire make the football decisions? Okay. Um, my boy, Eddie Ito says this, and I haven't seen this guy in 15 years. He says, is it true that you told Daniel Snyder to hold my beer before you purchased the Panthers? And um, let me see. I got one other. Um, people asking about Jacob Suttles says, how much should an owner be involved in decision-making from uh, big picture, from big picture business issues? That's a great segue to our next point. And let me make sure I get at CPT Morgan, M-O-O-M-2-O-S-R-G-A-N. I have one more as well. He says, Mr. Tepper, Panther fans are familiar with you and your story. You've been outspoken on many topics and on their TV screens in various different ways as you try to build a culture of winning here. Where, as Ravens fans don't know what their owner's voice sound like, fa- sounds like, why is that? Did you get Ouch. two questions from uh, Strats, too? Strats said he had two questions. Let me see. I keep scrolling, keep scrolling, keep scrolling. While you're doing that, I'll ask. Yeah, I got right be. We haven't had an opportunity to ask him this question. Um, how does it feel to no longer be the richest owner in the NFL? Zing, <laughs> yeah. Zing got taken over by the Waltons. Right? But by the way, remember when his net worth was like nine, nine billion like, or well, something? I mean, he's going no, up, dude. Bro. No, I look today. It's around 20. Yeah, he's so, making money, dude. And that yeah, will talk about a- how look is I kind of I think part of the problem is, is he fake footballs it and really businesses it. Yeah, and again, so this next answer that we're about to show uh, is part of the reason. Hold on, uh, let me like, get these last couple of questions. Oh, yeah, just Strats, yeah. At Mr. Strats, who obviously one of the fam, uh, super not only supporter, but contributor on the Friday free-for-all, and uh, just a cool guy, in my opinion. He says, how many wins from Chris Tabor would solidify his chance to ride out a full year in 24? Hmm. I would say the answer to that is there's Undefeated. not a... Undefeated. Yeah, yeah, dude. I don't I, think there's I enough think, games left. Dude, like we I think have he to, can go undefeated and yeah, it's still get it. No, no, he he can go undefeated, get into the playoffs because this dog shit NFC South win the Super Bowl, and you have to bring Tabor back. <laughs> like, I didn't yeah, see yeah, his maybe, other question. Even then, it's like a maybe. <laughs> I missed his other one. Um. All right. Uh. Let's play the next clip. Actually, I want to take some calls. I got to. I need a. Well, let, five, let, four let, let, let two more. We only okay. got two more. I I, I said let's finish. We out need the a, a break at the hour for men getting older. No, I I, uh, I understand. Let let's let's make it through these final uh 
these final two because I think that yeah, uh, take some calls. Yeah, they're very telling. So uh, this this one right here, uh, this is on uh, David Tepper's churn, and uh, he was asked about the the churning um, between you know coaches and the amount of change that there's been when you talk about that churn and then the, what the results are, you know, for that churn, you, you, what you call churn, um, you know, every thing that's done here, there's not, mm-hmm. it's not just done because it's done by idle wish. There's a reason and there's a purpose and there's a result and the things goes on. When you talk about the, you know, different parts of this, um, this franchise or this building, if you, that you're referring to the business, you're a business guy. Um, you know, when we came here, there were 10 events a year in this stadium, basically, plus one or two more, maybe. Um, we do, I think we did 42 events last year um, in this field, not counting high school football that we brought back for the first time in this stadium and other things like that, other type charity things. So they're not even counting those sort of things, but major type events. Um, brought soccer to Charlotte. The, the stands are full. Um, if you were at that last game with Miami, I mean, it was a joyful sort of experience when Messi came to town and uh, when you so talk that, I, that was uh, you misinterpreted this in the reaction show you said the stands are full with other fans he wasn't talking about football he was talking right. about soccer but I mean dude even saying that the stands are full like I mean I kind of thought talking he was about talking the soccer about, game because I, they I, had I, like I an unprecedented amount of people there at the but, soccer game dude. yeah but also look even during the games there's a lot of people there so he's not wrong about that either but they just don't belong to Panther fans. Like they're not, there's not Panther fans in the building. And to me, that's, that's why you can't like, uh, boycott well, also- the tickets because when there's a PSL guys, so, so many people say, stop buying tickets, stop doing this. What you probably have to do is stop engaging with them on social media, stop following their stuff. Because here's the thing is all of those stop watching it on TV because those PSLs are pre-sold. The games are sold out every year. Right. Whether people are in the seats or not, he makes the full amount. He gets the full packing of the stadium every time. And that was like a brilliant thing Jerry Richardson invented. Right. So that's the thing is like, it doesn't matter if they're good or bad. The seats are already sold. But also, it's not a, like uh, my man D says, it's not a soccer press conference. Why is it again? that we're talking about the Panthers and the ineptitude around the Panthers organization. And it continues to bring up this other shit. Like it's it matters. business to him. Like it's it business. And, and dude, uh, we put he's this doubled on. his it's, wealth, dude. He's doubled his but wealth. We don't give a fuck. Why do we give a fuck? No one cares. That doesn't mean shit to anyone. And again, it goes back to that tone deaf thing. How do you not know that that is not what Panther fans when you hear right now, everyone's joking about, oh, yeah, he bought Beyonce to Charlotte. He bought, uh, you know, all these different acts to Charlotte. No one gives a damn. Right. And that's why you put this. Well, that's why he turned to successes. This is where it's a CEO on a conference call. You don't like the results on the field, but you don't really see the gains we're making. And this is where he's turned into a party planner, dude. He's a party yeah. planner. Uh, and again, somebody put this meme up there. Uh, uh, the Panthers are in the dumpster. Boom. I bought concerts to Charlotte. Like it's a be all end all Flex fix. Tape. Yeah, yeah. But it's a be all end all fix for everything that ails us uh, as an organization. Well, 
at least I feel better music. now. Yeah, I feel so much better. At least he bought music to Charlotte. At least the business end is going well. All these other things that you don't care about. At least there's that. Well, yeah, okay. Maybe if you're talking to other businessmen, maybe they go, oh, yeah, David, you're doing a bang-up job. Congratulations on all the success that you've had. You're worth 20 something billion dollars. But if you're a fan of the Carolina Panthers, all this does is serve to give you a case of the red ass, dude. It makes us even more angry that he's that inept and that tone deaf to what actually matters to Carolina Panther fans. Because he looks at it as a giant investment, which, I mean, in many ways he should, and that's what rich people do. They look at every single thing. That's why they're rich and we're not. Um, But to him, is this is who... Look, is for him is yes, the on-field product is miserable and he wants it to be better. But right now, he's just making money, money, money. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, he's making money. All right, what's the final one? Because we uh all right, so the final one. Oh boy, are you ready for the final one? No, oh, you're gonna have to oh, take yeah, it and cover, good. man. Let me let me hear it and then y'all talk about it and I'll come back. All right, so uh and, and me and CK are already halfway uh disagreed on this this morning but listen uh, if you've been listening to me for a long time on this podcast i've already heard it you guys take over i know exactly what you're gonna say and i'll come back so listen uh if you've been listening to me for a while on this pod uh you know that i have been a firm believer that david tepper was the one that wanted bryce young and that frank reich and many in our coaching staff did not Now, I'm going to lay out the points to all of that, but one of my uh, main points, uh, one of the points that I had been making was that, in my opinion, uh, Frank Reich uh, basically had Bryce Young forced upon him and that the original plan was to move up for C.J. Stroud. And regardless of whether or not you believe that it was a unanimous decision to draft Bryce what you cannot deny are the words that comes out of the man's mouth. Here they are. No, it's been reported and we talked about it. Originally, we were going to go to the number two pick and, and uh, we thought we'd get CJ because we thought the Texans were going to pick Bryce. And listen, we preferred Bryce. He was our number one pick. We had a lot of conviction. Um, but, uh, you know, the, in, in answer to your questions, it's just not the way the process was done. The process was done the way the process was done. And again, even though if there was a process with five people in the room and four, and the way the votes came in, it was Frank was the first choice, I always could veto that choice. And even if it was Bryce and the votes came in unanimously in this particular case, I could have vetoed that choice. In both cases, I supported both choices. Okay. I'm just going to say that I supported both choices. I supported the coaches. I supported the scouts, their unanimous opinion. Um, and I supported uh, Frank Reich. So um, whatever's good, bad, or indifferent is ultimately because the buck stops here, and I take full responsibility for everything. But that's the way the process runs. And just one last thing, and then we're going to go here. As far as Bryce Young is concerned, I cannot say this, you know, for myself, and I think everybody in this building would share this sentiment. We are totally confident in that pick. Okay, I think the people that made that pick first um, you know, would be totally confident in that. Um, you know, some of them you could ask. Okay. Um, 
and I think the um, and and for me, I'm totally confident in agreeing with that pick. So, uh, a few things to note there. One, he says that he has veto power, so that if any of those coaches or whatever wanted a quarterback that he didn't, he would have the ability to veto decision. Again, why are you why are you the final power uh, and the final shot caller? on a decision such as that. But number two, and I want to get to this. Um, we, we put it in the show notes today, so I want to I want to bring it up. Uh, I'm going to put it up here so that way I can actually see uh, which one I'm looking for. Uh, there were reports about uh, essentially Frank Reich. One of the things that had gotten him fired, I know I have it here. Uh, I wish it now it's all disappeared. But one of the reasons why Frank was fired was because Frank did not want to run RPO style an RPO style offense. And apparently uh, there were attempts made by David Tepper to say uh, to Frank, right? Hey, we would like to run some more RPOs to get Bryce into what he's used to doing more. And then Frank Reich essentially came back and said, no, because that's not the system that I run. That's not what I want to do on offense. Which means, in my mind, that when they were going through installs uh, and, and when they were, you know, essentially building out their playbook before the team had even drafted Bryce, they had an idea for what they wanted to build on offense and the style of offense that they wanted to build. In my mind, C.J. Stroud was the guy who who better fit the style of offense that Frank Wright wanted to implement here. I also believe that that was true of Josh McCown. As you heard in that clip, they're moving up originally to number two for C.J. Stroud because they knew the Houston Texans wanted Bryce Young and the Texans were going to move up to number one for Bryce Young. Then the Bears were going to double dip again and trade back to nine with us. To me, and I will, dude, obviously this is just speculation, but I believe this in my heart of hearts, that the Carolina Panthers, once they said, okay, you know what? We're going to move up to number one. We're not going to number two. Houston's taking too long. We're moving to number one. I believe that at that point in time, David Tepper and uh, maybe even Federer, a few people in the front office sat back and said, wait a minute. We're going to move up to number one. Now we have our pick of any quarterback in the draft. Houston wants him. Everyone in the media, all of the analysts, all of the pundits are saying that Bryce Young is the can't-miss number one overall pick. I believe at that time, that's when David Tepper started to push the sentiments towards Bryce Young. And essentially, uh, Frank Wright didn't have enough fight in him to stand up for the quarterback that he actually wanted and said, you know what? I'll make Bryce Young work because that's who the boss wants. He wants this quarterback and I'll make him work. And they felt that they were going to turn Bryce Young into a different kind of player than, than he's ever been at Alabama. Someone that isn't relying on RPO styles of offense. So uh, to me, it, it in my mind, David Tepper is stirring the pot and causing these coaches to do things that they didn't want to do or that they weren't completely sold on. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I listen, I, I, I have, nobody has evidence to prove otherwise. Nobody has evidence to prove that's the truth either. I, his statement right. there doesn't really, isn't a, uh, isn't a, just a, a dagger to that, that, uh, that opinion either. Um, it doesn't prove nor does it disprove uh, any of our opinions. Um, I just, I have the belief, at least my opinion about Frank Reich, is he's a man of high integrity and he's not going to come out and just straight up lie about the decision that he wanted Bryce Young. Um, that's not something that would, he's not, now he may not come out and immediately say that <coughs> he preferred another guy, <clears throat> but he's going to say, I, I think Frank Reich would have said, listen, I liked both Bryce and CJ Stroud. Um, and I thought, think both of them are going to do incredibly well in the NFL this year. Um, and that's all he really needed to say, but to come out and flat out say that he, 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 uh, pre uh, what is uh, preferred Bryce over CJ. Um, I don't think he would have lied about that. Um, his statement there isn't a direct, uh, indication about, uh, they were planning to move up and select CJ Stroud. He said the, the, they believed that they, that was who was going to be available if they moved up to two. Um, that didn't happen. And all of a sudden now they were in the running for one and they were going to go after the guy they preferred the whole time. I don't think, again, it's not a, <laughs> it's not the smoking gun that I think that a lot of people are using it as, um, it certainly, uh, doesn't prove one way or another either way. Well, it, I it, think, uh, my, 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 real quick, my last thing is you're going to tell me that Frank Reich watched all of Bryce Young's tape at Alabama, saw how successful he was in that Alabama offense, running RPOs, and you're going to tell me that he said, okay, yeah, not only am I going to go with the guy that's shorter than most of the quarterbacks that I've coached in my entire life, but I'm also going to take this guy, and I think he is the best fit for my system that I'm looking to implement when it has almost, uh, I mean, a ridiculously small amount of what Bryce Young actually does well. Like, so th th There's a disconnect to me. There's a real disconnect to me, and it just doesn't make sense. I think that you um, are guilty of the same thing that people say you're wrong completely are guilty of, and I think that you guys are guilty of verification bias, and that is finding something that helps your position. I think, honestly, that you've believed that fully, and I don't know if you're, in, you're wrong, or wrong, Cody, right? Mm. But I think that you are dug in on that belief that that was the case. And look, I don't think today's press conference gave us much evidence that there was something there. Like, I don't think we found some golden nugget that shows us that that was the case. I, I honestly think this is what was happening behind closed doors. I think that all of these guys saw themselves initially thinking they were picking at nine hoping that they could get higher up. And they saw both Bryce Young and CJ Stroud as 1A, 1B, as ultimately very equivalent players with different reasons for picking them wherever they were going to get them, right? So happily pick CJ Stroud at two. And then when you got into one, then you got to, you know, then you get to pick between the two. I think also where you're, probably right is that if there was an inclination for someone to say, Hey, look, I really feel like CJ Stroud's the right guy. One, I think that that was a little risky in the face of the narrative that was being blown up a little bit. Like you said, the media hype and things like this. 
And again, I think this was a Florio point that I stole last year, like eight months ago, is that when you're a billionaire, he might not tell you what to do, but you're trying to figure out what he wants you to do. So you're gauging in the meetings and you hear David Tepper say, man, I like Bryce in his interview. I like this. And then you're and that lessens your fight for maybe what your gut maybe wanted. But here is where. So I think that you have a verification bias in this, Cody. But I also think the other people have a verification bias. Even Josh Norris here. And you put oh, that absolutely. up. And, uh, and what I think is that if you thought that these comments completely laid this to bed, I don't think that evidence is there either. He says, if you believe no. David Tepper is the only reason the Panthers selected Bryce Young, number one overall, you're mistaken. Don't push that narrative. I think Tepper let something out today when he said, I think all the coaches were consensus about it. Yeah, that's the only part that I agree 100% on. Like if... If this truly was a consensus, you wouldn't have kind of. Um, you wouldn't have left even the slightest crack in the door. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, you would know this was your number one overall pick. You would have known if there was a consensus or not. Um, I think you, there was a debate and there mm -hmm. was like a, just like we are going to debate. There are pluses for CJ Stroud. There are pluses for Bryce Young. And I think that they lean towards Bryce Young. And I think that most people in that room said, man, Bryce Young has what it takes for us to do well as well. You know, even if they wanted a little bit, I think that one thing is the one smoking gun that it wasn't as consensus. Cause he said, I think the coach, you don't remember, you don't fucking remember as you just made the most important pick in Panthers history, obviously, like arguably. If but people it, and I know you're not going to say, hey, we did. You're not going to say these things. But right, like, I think that he subconsciously allowed that debate to exist. Right. Well, but also, look, like you can tip the scales in one way or another. A lot of the rumors were that uh, 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 Frank Wright just had no fight in him. Like he had no like he's, he's not that's his personality. Right. That's okay, his so personality. In my opinion. In my opinion, I could very easily be see a situation where as uh okay, originally they like Stroud because he literally said uh, the plan was to move up to number two for CJ Stroud. But then they actually moved to number one. And then yeah, you said that maybe it's like a one A, one B. It was really, right. It was. Really like we all, you know what? You were like that. Everybody well, was like right, that. My, you said point, that though, Stroud's my favorite, right, but right, Bryce right. was I have no doubt that they liked them both. But what I'm saying is if you're if you're Frank Wright and you like them both, but you do have a preference where you have Stroud as one A and Bryce is one B, and now you have the owner that says, Look, I really think this Bryce guy can be the guy. You already have other people in there that are like, yeah, I think Bryce is the guy too. I don't think that Frank think Wright Bryce, had they enough thought fight. Was safer. I don't think that Frank Wright had enough fight in him to fight for the guy that actually fit the offense that he wanted to call. I think you believe that so much because you want that to be the case. If no, he didn't have that much fight, no, if he didn't have that much fight, he didn't truly wasn't that committed in the first place. But you know that, what I'm saying? Uh, like, right. is that to him? Yeah. It was it, 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 it. like, I kind of lean this way, but I could see this. I could be happy with either. Right. But if you're so adamant about your position, 
that also means that he would have had more fight and to potentially that it didn't work so well. That also has this resentment that I just don't think exists. But I just I think that what we come back to means. the other thing we'll come back to and we'll see this. But we got to keep moving along. I'm going to take a lot of calls. I, I, I got to answer one thing right after you're done. Oh and then we'll go on. Um, I, I want to remind people as we get to draft time and I have now covered not the draft. I hate the draft now. And this is why I fucking hate the draft, because we spend a million bazillion hours talking about all these picks. Half 98 percent of them don't land on the team. 50 percent of them don't even turn out to be good in the NFL. Right. And then we get this kind of it's just such a abstract. It's like arguing over. We should have picked better bingo numbers or keynote numbers. Um, but just remember th- this next year when we get to the draft, this happens every year and it happened last year. I told you guys, this is Anthony Richardson's going to pop at the combine his stock. He's going to win the combine. That's why Bryce didn't go. There's no reason Bryce couldn't win in that event in comparison to those guys, right? He can't run faster. He's not bigger. He's not stronger. He can't tell, can't throw it right. He's going to win there. CJ Stroud, did well throughout, right? He kind of did well. Like he got a lot of hype before the combine. Then Anthony Richardson took over. He plateaued and dipped. And Bryce Young was the last pro day, the last set of interviews, and he surged at the end. So a lot of this is timing and momentum. And that's the thing is like, is that if they would have interviewed Bryce Young first, then saw Anthony Richardson, then had C.J. Stroud's pro day, it might have been different. I, I I hear you, and you make valid points. The one final thing that I wanted to say, and I feel like people are still misunderstanding me, Jordan says it doesn't matter who Frank want, wants because he's not good at his job. That's the point that you're missing. No, the point that you're all missing is this is not me just uh, uh, grinding my axe because I wanted C.J. Stroud. It doesn't matter if CJ was great in it, would have been great or terrible in this offense. What everyone is missing is that if I am right, which again, I think I am, you don't have to, but if I am right, it means that your owner is so meddlesome that even though the coach that you just hired to implement a brand new offense preferred one quarterback over the other, your owner is so meddlesome that he's willing to interrupt that entire process to get the quarterback that he wants instead. To me, that's the issue. And it all points back to David Tepper sticking his hand in the cookie jar where it doesn't belong. I like, I love when the chat is telling me I'm right. I love that. Usually I don't get the accolades. Usually people (laughs) tell me I'm dumb, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Roosevelt Mungo says, correct, Tony, uh, Tony, the draft is overrated here. Why big Jordan, who I I'm pretty sure is a Bryce young fan, which we all are fans of Bryce Young because he's a Panther and we need him to succeed, but I'm pretty sure he's a guy that has stuck with his opinion about Bryce. He says, Tony was right about the wait till next year discussion. Caleb and Drake looking sus. This is why big, this is where we're going to completely agree. All is I'm so tired of every year next year being the good quarterback draft because two years ago you told me or whatever that Kenny Pickett and Willis was the weak draft and next year it's going to be Bryce Stroud and these names. And then now you guys this year, the draft heads are like, 
it wasn't this year. It was next year. It's always next year that the fucking draft is so much it's better. better this year. No, fuck that, man. It Drake is. May cooled, cooled, cooled like crazy. Man, that's anyway, can we take some calls? We sure can. Let's do it. We need to do. Actually, can, let's do prize picks real quick first. I'll pull, pull up prize picks. I got, I, 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 how I are you out of money? money? Have they not given you the? No, I don't have any promo dollars. Man, oh. I spent all my. When shit. was the last time they gave them to you? Uh, it's been a minute. Oh, we're gonna have to call. I got my. We'll we'll get on the horn here, because yeah. that's part of the deal here. All right, don't forget that no uh, the C three podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is number one daily fantasy football app site. Whatever you want to do, this is the way that you can put your football knowledge, your fantasy football knowledge. Hey, you guys, tell me I don't know shit about football. Wonderful. Couple people said no, making great points. This is where you can put your know how to work and make real cash. You can play NFL, NBA, uh, college football, soccer, tennis, uh, MMA. It's endless. If it's a sport, they've got projections. The way it works is you make a minimum of two entries. They have to be from two different teams. You can't do like the same player twice or two. Like you can't do, say, uh, Bryce Young and Adam Thielen. You can do Bryce Young, Adam Thielen, and a guy from another team. The more entries you make and projections you make, the more money you make. Tony, sometimes up and down on this, just like everybody. Still got this winner out there hitting right now. I did a season-long prize picks. Justin Herbert, less than 4,700 yards. He's at 2,800, seven games to go. Right? So, look, is we're past halfway of the season. He's going to be getting there close. Dak Prescott having a bigger year than expected. This might ruin my entry right here. Pat Mahomes with 4,800 yards. Felt like that's just like some of these guys, you catch them on the end of last season. They're so successful. Maybe you can play some of that. Um, Past entries last week, not so great. Great for me. Mm. Uh, I got the Christian McCaffrey. Why? Because they gave us a free square. Boom. They do this. They have all of these great deals and promos. They uh, For Thanksgiving, they had that as a free entry. Uh, I went with Brees Hall less. Won that less because I thought Miami's going to get ahead. They're going to have to throw. Not going to happen. Gino let me down. I thought Gino was going to be fighting from behind. He was fighting from behind, but not fighting successfully. And George Kittle had a down week. Another one that I lost Right, that was the power play. Oh no, that was a flex flex play. I just needed one more of those to win. If I would have won that flex play, if I just got three out of four right, I would have got one and a half times my money. Twenty would have been thirty. I did a power play, Christian McCaffrey on that free square. Stinky Tyler Lockett has two weeks in a row. He's let me down. Gino plus six and a half mm. uh, rushing yards. Uh, so I've been up and down. The last time I won. 122, 1250. I had a big win a while back that has funded a lot of this run. Right now, we'll look at this. The Panthers, I bet you there's nobody up here. Thielen, 61 yards. Bryce Young, 192 and a half yards. Is it wild to say I think a Bryce is going more? Uh, Do you know how yeah, many times inter- no, interim head coaches win? It's like a thing. All right, do that at your own risk. I okay. would not do that. 
I'm doing it. Uh, my board, Bryce Young. And here's the thing is somebody, I think that the Bucks have a terrible passing uh, defense, like secondary. So let's try one more. Let's see if we can get a rush. Tony Pollard. CD Lamb's not going to get a one and a half yards. You think that? It's almost a less. I mean, if he just gets one carry, he gets it. Travis Etienne versus Cincinnati. Let's see what he's done the last three games. Ugh. Little high. Mm. Swift. Playing a tough. Man, talk about Philly's run. These guys, I know people, these mugs. Oh, here. Do you think Jalen Hurts gets 36 yards against San Francisco defense? I do. 36 rushing yards? Yeah. Yes, I think he's going to be running. Uh, he's going to be uh, doing a QB sneak a lot during that game. All right. Uh, this is, I'm going power play, guys. Power play. Go to prizepicks.com. Use the promo code C3. Don't forget to use that. You got to help us continue to grow, help us get sponsors, maintain sponsors. And the thing is, with these damn promo codes, they can count every single person that does this. So I know a lot of people signed up last year. You guys need to go make some money on prize picks. Use the promo code C3. You get a 100% deposit bonus on your first deposit up to $100. You put in $100, you get $100 in promo funds. I'm going to take this 20, turn it into 60 right here. Feeling good about this. Cody Lack, let's go into some calls. I put you on the spot. I rode through that. No, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. There's a lot uh, of calls. We're just going to power, baby. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, this is the part where we listen to what y'all have to say. Uh, the number is 252-228-5098. Jump in the cat calls. Let us know what you have to say. So what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good. Like Yo, C3. It's TJ from G Vegas. First off, I want to thank you all for everything you do and giving the fans a voice. 252. On the platform you all have created, I think it's what sets you all apart, and I love it. Um, <clears throat> I just had a chance, you know, I just got off work and just had a chance to sit down and listen to the press conferences from this morning. Mm. And I'll just give my opinion on those real quick. Uh, uh, so... <laughs> Dave Pepper comes out and the V. Dotto Ball Out Award. I mean, give it to Joe Person for an excellent opening question. Couldn't have asked for a better one there, but of course, uh, Pepper just ducks and dodges it and talks about how much money he spent on training and yeah, he said the weight room the building. It's like, dude, nobody cares about that. You can spend all the money you want. Uh, at the end of the day, what's in question is your decision-making regarding personnel and your record on the field. Um, Tabor's taking over, uh, a.k.a. the Green Goblin. Reminds me of William Defoe, and I think he's going to just take things up like that and mm. really give a 
inspiration of this team, like Steve Wilkes did, I, I, I see, foresee that happening. I think you're going to go from Mr. Nice Guy, uh, Frank Reich, to a real head coach who's going to hold people accountable in a reasonable way. Um, it says a lot that he was kept around from last year, I think. And I've always liked his press conferences. He's to the point, um, states facts, and keeps it there. He doesn't bullshit, doesn't make excuses. Um, he says what it is. And I think that's really where Frank Reich was down and out. I mean, you can't just say, you guys can do it. Come on, let's go. And uh, I heard one of the player interviews from last week. He's uh, talking about Deuce Staley. I think it was uh, Miles Sanders just telling him, oh, yeah, you know, you love the game. Just it, Your win and loss record doesn't matter, guys. The score doesn't matter. Just love the game. Mm. No, your performance matters and what you do on the field counts. And uh, Tabor spotlighted that today in the press conference. And I think that's the main thing people uh, took away from Frank Reich that they didn't like is that this dude ain't holding people accountable. He's too nice. Yep. And he's just he, – he just ain't up to times, man. But anyway – you know, he's gone now. we got to move on and keep pounding. Thanks for all y'all do. And uh, keep on keeping on. Hope y'all had a Thanksgiving. Peace. What a great call to start the night. 252 coming yeah, from dude. G Vegas, my town. And that did stick out to me that as David Tepper was trying to talk about all his accomplishments from the business side, he actually started with two random ones to me. Our weight, our weight training facility and our trainers and i don't know if this mug has seen the injury report but like i don't know if we're not strong enough we're too strong whatever it is but this is the houston texans locker room ck mm. that's not our locker room no and you know what tepper would be like oh we could have a locker room like that if you passed a bond and you guys funded it so, like, stop talking about all this economic development. How hard is it for you to remodel the fucking locker room and do that? If you want to talk about the weight train, I haven't even seen the weight facility. Has anybody seen a picture of it? And this mug out here talking about, like, that's the first thing he went to is, hey, upgraded weight facilities, trainers, brought music and concerts. Just, uh, you know what? Again, walked up there with zero humility. And, you know, you can fake it. Fake the orgasm, baby. Make me feel good for a moment. Uh, let's see who this is. I like these morning calls from today. We got, and I know uh, I'm going to, I'm going backwards a little bit, but I wanted to get a couple of ones around the press conference. Then we'll go to a little earlier in the day. Wow, I've never had to do two calls. Nick oh, from Seattle well, again. Well, damn it. Now I got to damn play two calls. <laughs> Nick, keep it tight, Nick. Hey, boys. How you doing? It's Nick from Seattle here. It is 8.15 in the morning. I just got done watching David Tepper's presser. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm more pissed off than I was before the press conference. Now, on one hand, yes. I should have had my expectations be lower. This is not a man who takes accountability. Yeah, this is not exactly. a man who will be presentable for the things that he has done. Like, this motherfucker sat up there for five minutes of a ten-minute press conference talking about how, oh, I brought Garth Brooks to Charlotte and Charlotte FC. 
Nigga, you were there to talk about the motherfucking Charlotte Carolina Panthers. Not one motherfucking person cares about soccer or concerts or fuck you, David Tepper. You have ruined exactly. this franchise that I have loved since I was exactly. a little boy. Some of y'all talking about like, oh, I've only been a fan since 08. Motherfucker, I've been here since 1996 when this team became a franchise. And now I have to watch the team I love so much spiral into mediocrity because of this old white motherfucker that doesn't let a black man run his team get in charge and speak on this bullshit. Like, I'm running out of patience. I'm loyal, so I'm not going anywhere. Win, lose, or tie, I'm going to be a Panther till I die. You can put that, put me in a box with my Panthers jersey. This Fuck, is a- man. Like, what are we going to do here? Like, when mm. asked, what are you going to do about You think it makes it less attractive that you ha- fired three head coaches in season? No, not at all. Like, do you have any awareness of the situation you have created for us? I just need honesty and authentic, humble, a little humility. Bro, you don't even get Panthers fans in the stadium. Every team that comes here, they pack out our stadium. We're doing silent counts at home games. What the fuck? I'm just, and after, I spent too much time listening to the talking heads yesterday. Watching all this the different things he wants to say to about say. the Panthers, David, David Tepper, Frank Rags. Frank was never the guy. Let's be real. Why are you going to hire a dude who was fired mid-season and then fire him? Only coach in 45 years. I brought you history. Fired mid-season twice. He had the in back-to-back seasons. He had the shortest tenure of any coach ever. Urban Meyer 45 got more years, time yeah. than Frank Reich did. Urban fucking Meyer, who was caught on video grinding against some bitch who was not his wife. And was also like 20. Uh, look, this call first. Sorry for the outburst of rage. No. Like, love the passion. A lot of times when life is. He's coming back for two. He's coming back for two. But I want to talk on one thing real quick. Is first, the people in chat are going nuts for this call. Love it. They love the passion. They love the position in a lot of it. What I think it was interesting. Now, I don't know if this person is black or white. Right. But that they did bring up the racial issue when it comes to uh, coaches. Right. It feels like he brought that up is that Frank Reich was that somehow maybe inadvertently that can look and you can point to this. Steve Wilkes successful in those moments, really. Right. Um, Jiro ever. I mean, not Jiro, uh, the the fact that the Texans guy declined. Right. I mean, like there is nothing that's a direct. But I've seen several black people on Twitter or people that I know that are black referencing this. Right. Things about this is why wasn't the enemy consideration. Right. It's like to them, there is harder evidence that there is some racial dynamics built in. Right. Maybe systemic race, whatever the right terminology is. What I think is wild about this is that the new owner potentially has more racial issues in the back and and going on than the guy who was convicted who was fired for saying racial slurs? Uh, oh yeah, well d- he had a settlement when he was yeah. with uh, Jerry Richardson owned Denny's, and they had like they weren't like 
seating black customers as fast. Like there's go and just Google yeah. Jerry Richard Denny, Denny's racial lawsuit. The wild part about this is that like there is Jerry Richardson and somehow in that moment went out in a little shame for patting little girls on the butt or whatever it is, or shaving their legs in his office. But like now that almost seems like people are like, bring back Jerry Richardson. We'd rather have a guy that didn't talk to us like this. That to me is fucking wild. Um, here is the second part of his goal. Well, if I, my fat fingers work. Nope. Three times, four times a charm. Wow. I've never had to do two calls. Nick from Seattle again, finishing off what I'm saying. Gentlemen, I know y'all know this too. Sometimes sports is all we got. I know we put a lot into that, but when life's hard and the Panthers are good, life doesn't seem so hard. You know, I had a shit week, but come to Sunday, I get to watch the Panthers and I get to dance around and sing Sweet Caroline with my family. That's fucking fun to me. Is this fucking fun for anybody? Like, I haven't played, I used to play football all the way up until college. I played for the University of Washington. This is painful for me, watching the team I love so much, seeing this shit happen. I was in a DB room with Shaq Thompson, Desmond Trufant. Every once in a while, I'll send a text to Shaq, like, what the fuck? The players don't know what's happening. The team doesn't know what's happening. The people don't know what's happening. The city doesn't know what's happening. And we have an owner out here saying, oh, well, I brought concerts to Charlotte. I don't give a fuck. I live on the other side of the country, David Tepper. I don't give a fuck what you're doing for the stadium other than about the goddamn Panthers. I just want my team to be better. Mm. I'm just sad because my team isn't better. And it feels like as long as David Tepper owns this team, this is where we're going to be. Fellas, say something to give me some hope, please, because talk me off this ledge. Don't hold me back, because I'm ready to I'm ready to go crazy in this motherfucker. Help me out. As always, like and subscribe. Brothers, I love what you're doing with the podcast. I've been following for years. Keep pounding. Keep pounding, man. Pounding, A lot. Man. Listen, I love that call. I absolutely love that call. I think uh I I he hit a lot of the points that I think most Panther fans are gonna uh, agree with um i mean and i think more importantly is that that discussion there at the uh at the beginning of this call at the end of last call is it's so much easier in a life when your panthers are doing good when your team is a good team man you can you can enjoy <laughs> talking about sports with people you can enjoy you know wearing your uh your 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 you know sports garb into into work and not feel embarrassed and have people talking about you know, I'm surprised you're wearing that. You know, that's 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 a shitty feeling, dude. Like, I, there's no two ways about it. That's not a great great position to be in. Um, and but, but when the Panthers were good, dude, like waking up and knowing that the Panthers were going to be playing, <coughs> there was nothing better, man. You couldn't wait till one o'clock. You couldn't wait until that yeah. that uh, that that uh, beginning of the game started. That kickoff took place, and you got to see uh, Cam Newton dabbing in the end zone um like that was just it's just so impossible to be able to replicate that feeling outside of your team being a good team and 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 we just we've starved for it for far too long at this point 
Well, let's go to great member of the C3 family, Kristen Ledane. Um, I don't know if I remember her calling in before. This might be her first no, call. No, she, yep. she said this is her first call. I'm excited. Hey, C3, this is your girl, Kristen Ledane. It's Tuesday morning. Well, what's there to say? I'm going to try to keep this short and not so sweet. Two things I want to vent about. So, yeah, we fired Frank Wright, Staley, and Josh McCown. Yet Scott and the lapdog still standing. <sighs> I'm hoping he gets the accent of the season, but who wants to come here, especially with Tepper, Dan Snyder, 2.0? Second thing I want to spend about is the attention Tepper is getting. Yeah, I love for the most part the negative attention he's getting because it's well-deserved. But it's bittersweet for me, considering when in the past, especially 2015, when Panthers were electric, we got no respect, no positive recognition, just doubt and little smart-ass jabs. And, of course, we crashed and burned. Even the first several seasons of his career, they wouldn't give Christian McCaffrey the praise or props he deserved. But they sure as hell are all over this train wreck Tepper and company created. And they're all over it like flies on shit. Anyways, you dudes at C3 are the best. And love to y'all and everyone I see weekly in the chat. We got to keep pounding, guys. Peace. Peace. Crazy Ooh, strong. Great, great first uh, call, dude. What a crazy strong oh, call. Oh, awesome call, Christian. Hey, we hope to hear from you more often. She said, she said at the, uh, in the chat at the beginning uh, or in the uh, press conference today uh, that she thought she talked too fast. I was like, nah, that, that's perfect. That was a that's perfect like call. call. Yeah, you were great. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, she kept was great. It, you kept it quick. You didn't have to have it go into multiple calls. You got all your points in. Uh, that was a perfect call. Yeah, that's a, that's a how-to. If you if you want to learn how to uh, give good cat calls, uh, Kristen just did a great one. And she made some great points, too, man. Looking at all the people that have come and gone through this organization, like, it's just ineptitude stacked on ineptitude. Stacked and on the ineptitude. negative attention. You know, I think in one way is I agree. I know what she's talking about is where the great moments get less attention and then this moment we get we got a story of them across the country across the sea what you said the in england they're talking about them uh now you're i mean but if when you're one in 15 you're gonna get a little attention too or one in 10 one in 10 not not the attention you want but you're gonna get some attention that's great call um first and uh, even cooler well just as cool as the great call she's always a great contributor in chat Uh, And this is how you support the C3 Panthers podcast. You smash the thumbs up button. You tune in. You share the show and the link. You be a commenter. uh, You just be part of the community because we're going to keep rolling through the offseason, through this shitty time and all of this crap. We're going to lock arms. We're going to do great together. Uh, First, we thank anybody who does give a monetary donation. (laughs) We appreciate that beyond anything. But your time, your energy, that's more that's is priceless to me. Wow. So just share the show. Uh you know, those small things truly help this. And the more calls we get, the more look, the very first call said, guys, that what sets you apart is you guys incorporate our voice. Because I don't I never wanted this about me telling you about football. Because I don't really know I'm an expert football fan, not a football expert. So, yeah, I've got opinions. I look at shit and I have ideas and stuff. But I want you guys to tell me 
you guys are the drivers of this show. And that's the only reason it's gone on for 10 years. If it was me trying to be up here and develop the personality of Tony, I would have just fucking gone and Uber drove tonight. <laughs> yeah. You know? But we've got two players that are playing injured. Cody Lack has been rocking and rolling on the podcast all day long. He puts in real work. He's got to run for a little while or for the night. Cody, whatever you got to say, say it and get the hell out of here. Yeah, man. Listen, I'm so thankful uh, for all that y'all, man. Uh, you, Tony Dunn, you, CK, and uh, all of the beautiful people that we have in the chat. Um, look, especially when you listen to David Tepper and just how inept he is on almost everything. Um, it's hard for us to tell anyone to have hope for the future. So uh, if you've enjoyed rocking it with us uh, for the past few years, or even if you found us this past week and, and you've enjoyed the content, bro, we do this for y'all. Uh, I definitely have more fun doing this than I do watching the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you all make it worth it for us, man. I don't mind getting up earlier than I normally would to stream a press conference. 10 o'clock in the morning. But no, I mean, to get in front of, shut up. To get in front of the computer, shut up. Know, it's uh, a lot for you. And it's I've, a also, lot for- I've also had uh, people uh, like doing construction in my house all day today. Yeah. So uh, I, I definitely that. appreciated CK jumping in and uh, giving me some opportunities to mute my microphone earlier. But um, <laughs> no, hey man, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. And uh, dude, C3 Nation, Panther Nation, we're going to be in this together for the foreseeable future, man. So y'all strap in. Uh, is We're going to continue to have these discussions just like we're on the way to the game, in the car, hanging out with one another. Gentlemen, Tony, CK, y'all have a great night. Chat, love y'all. And uh, we will be seeing y'all again uh, very, very soon. Wonderful Later, stuff. Dude. Thank you, Cody, for everything you do. What a... Yep great personality for not only this podcast but just for panther nation and the fact they get so many people on tilt shows that (laughs) it's true man is he doesn't uh relent on his positions and i piss people off you can say it i I piss people off that is uh you know what you believe stuff you think stuff you believe it don't say it if you don't believe it cody love you my brother uh Later, you get dude. some rest, and um, I wanted to shout out. Don't we're gonna forget go- super chats too. Don't forget super chats. Oh yeah! Uh, now I got to go through. Oh god! Thank you. <laughs> How about this? It's just highlighting chats. Cody yeah. does so much for this podcast that man, that is just takes all the things that I'm not good at off of my plate. That's why we compliment each other. That's wonderful. All right, go get yeah, some rest. Yeah, I'm a great night. Some rest. Love y'all. I'd probably stay up till Let 2 o'clock in the morning watching fucking anime or some bullshit. <laughs> All right. Uh, good night. All right, let's go to it. We're going to go backwards in time to Monday. Hey, it's a Monday. Headphone users. I'm telling y'all, y'all might have to turn me down. But let's fucking go. Oh. We fired that bomb. Get the fuck out of here. Fucking go. Is it too loud, chat? Tell me. It's on Monday, bro. I got the news. I said, bro, this can't be real. <laughs> it can't be real. What do you mean it can't oh, be real? It's been so that terrible. Panthers only. That Panthers only Instagram post. That nigga gone. Thank you. Thank you. Get this bump the fuck out of here, bro. Ten games. 
want a restraining order on Frank Wright the third. I think that's a little. I don't want this man anywhere near Bank of America Stadium. If I see him, it I mean, is it's on fair, site. probably. If anybody sees him <laughs> in public, it is on site. Don't, hey, is that Frank? No, just start squabbling. You beat him up. Beat him up? No, leave him alone. He's getting a little out of control. I the pain that we felt. No, oh, man. I want a restraining order. That man is a legalized robber. He needs to go to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect 200 directly to jail. Get him. He needs to be playing for the sh- coaching the Shanghai Sharks. Who is that? I have no the idea. Do not play American football ever again. This nigga needs to be gone. Gone. I don't ever want to see Frank Wright ever mentioned. I just watched this interview with the Panthers huddle too. He is a bum. Bum. Y'all could have gave me $10,000 and I could have gave y'all the same fucking result. Oh, I would have done it for more than Woo! 10. Gone, too though. little. He's gone, y'all. Is he the end of our problem? Fuck no, but he's gone. Y'all have a blessed freaking day because my day is just... Now, now I can watch the game. Let's just keep it at that. Oh, hey, sweet. make sure y'all hit Love the like button. Them. Shout out to C3. Shout out to fucking whoever fired this bum. Um... Interesting call, yeah. right? Um, and what I would say is I felt like that type of um, – that me personally, I felt that way about Matt Rule. Yeah. And that had been the first coach I had felt like about Carolina where I thought he was the fucking problem. The worst. He was – like getting rid of him was the actual solution to all of our woes. Uh turns out not exactly the case. Um Listen, I understand the vitriol. I really do. Um, I think it's fair in one way because it was horrible, right? I think it's it fair to say, like, you can come at him and say, should be fired, he fucking sucks, and all of that. Even though I think there's more to it than that, right? Is It just wasn't <laughs> working. So right. I get that passion. But throwing hands with them. I mean, who you want to? who would you rather fight? Well, first of all, I know CK is not a fighter. CK is a lover. He is a lover, not a fighter. And if you saw his wife, he's outkicked his coverage. He is truly a lover. He is not a fighter. CK, I think where we were hanging out, you told me you never been in a fight? Never once, dude. I am a lover, but also got a little fight in me. If you were to fight somebody who was a pan- former Panther, would it be... I'm not going to put, I don't think Frank Rule makes your, Frank Rule, Frank Reich makes your list, does he? No. Oh, hell no. Not at all. Yeah. No, he wouldn't even be, he wouldn't even, he'd be at like the bottom five. Like the dude uh, is the nicest human being. Like he, uh, would you rather fight Matt Rule, Matt Khalil, or who's somebody that did something really dumb and not John Casey. Cause he's like the leading point scorer. Who's somebody that did something fucking dumb. All right. Matt rule or Matt Khalil. Those are like my top people that I want to fight. It would 1000% be uh Matt rule. Like 
I, I like Matt Khalil. Um, I don't blame him for signing a massive contract with us. Like, to be honest with you, that's, that's uh that's not something I can blame him for. Um, I think he probably had supreme confidence in himself. Um, the way that uh rule handled uh his tenure here, throwing Cam Newton under the bus, like first thing he first action he took as our head coach is get rid of our uh best franchise quarterback we've ever seen. Um so yeah, I mean I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put uh, I'm gonna put hands on rule if that uh if that's the only options. Kristen Ledane, you are right. Us Sicilians have short tempers. I always tell uh, my white wife, who doesn't understand any of this, is like, we like to fight it out and then be back to normal. You know what I'm saying? Like, is yelling, scream, get it out instead of building it up. Uh, but no, um, I don't think I would fight Gettleman, as Rock Rhyme says. Uh, to me, it's rule. It's Matt Khalil is on my top list. In fact, Matt Khalil might be worse to me than Rule because he, God, I hate that dude. Um, I used to hate Byron Bell, but I'd take him back. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody. You know what? I fucking hate Graham Gano. Oh, I know who it is. I know who I'd fight. Derek Anderson. I hate that motherfucker. He's well, such that's- a bitch. That I think that has less to do with his time as being a Panther and more to do his time after being a Panther, right? Well, one is that he's the first person that ever player that ever blocked me. Um, because I wrote when I first started Carolina Cat Chronicles again when we were doing more written content right, and I was right. just trying to write something every day. Um he got pulled over for he got a ticket for his tent being too dark. And uh, he said something on Twitter like these bitch ass cops or something. I said, Derek, the title of the story was Derek Anderson calls bitch ass cops out or something like that. And boom, block. (laughs) And I was like, hell yeah, I fucking hated you anyway, asshole. Nobody thought because I hated Derek Anderson part and it wasn't part. Part of it wasn't his fault. Part of it was just because some stupid ass Panther fans were like, oh, we could be better if we had Derek Anderson in. Then camp. And I was uh, like, I fucking hate you people. So, uh, no, is that those people were dumb in the moment? I bet you they had this. They would love some Cam Newton right now. Let's go to the next call. What's going on, fellas? Uh, it's Corey calling in. Um, <laughs> I wanted to call in yesterday um, after the game. To do my little Bryce Young defense because I feel like folks are going a little bit hard on him. Um, but uh, I was thinking about calling in this morning, talking about the game. But uh, now we got the news, news of the day. Fuck the game. You know, what I mean? we ain't we ain't yeah. worried about that. We want to talk about Frank and David Tepper and yep, excuse me, everything else. Um, yeah, no. To be honest, like I feel like everybody knows that had to happen. Um, whether yeah. it was in the year, in the off season. That's the real only question I got. I'm not worried about the the optics of firing a head coach after one year and this and this and that because nobody is going to be, if anybody's going to be turned off in Carolina, it's going to be the fact that, you know, we don't have any players and we don't have any resources or they don't like Bryce. It's not going to be because, oh, if I don't succeed, the the owner's going to have a quick trigger. Because guess what, bro? That's everywhere. Anybody, I don't care who you are. If that's the one year, after after the eleven games, you one in ten, and it's it's not like a one in ten where like oh your starting quarterback gets hurt, 
Or you're getting better each week. Like, nah, bro, this is the offense we came into the season with. These are the, the skill positions. This this is the coaching staff. Oh, this is part of the plan. This was all part of our plan, and yeah. we're one in ten. Like, somebody got to answer for that shit. So, you know, Frankie out of here. Um, thought we needed an offensive-minded coach. I thought he was an offensive-minded coach. Um, but no, nah, man, it's, you can't, you can't, you can't keep your job in the NFL. It's a results business. It's a results driven league. Like we're going to have the number one overall pick with no, with, without the pick. Like you got to get fired for that. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I'm hearing a lot of people talk about, uh, zero being the next head coach. And I would, you know, I, I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I would, I would like that a lot. I don't really know what. I don't know if you can dip into the pool the, for somebody the like that. Timeline is for somebody like that to be like a defensive coordinator, get promoted to head coach, without being the interim. Like I don't really know how shit like that works. I feel like it doesn't happen a whole lot of times. But I mean, Zero has done an amazing job. Like, I, Shaq Thompson's out. The whole secondary is decimated. I'm a diehard Panthers fan. I don't even know who we got. Like, I don't know who these guys are. They got starting that defense back sometimes, and the defense has been looking real, real good. Um, so. I, I I would like I throw my I throw my hat in the ring for there to to give him a shot at and um, being a head coach next year, but it's it's really just um I think we're running out of time and I, I might have to call in for a second time. But it's Sorry, Corey, we're only taking one call tonight because there's thirty there's a lot of calls. Uh, we appreciate it. I mean, I don't know if that's many, but it, when I look at the, all the numbers, it's a lot. So, um, let's go to Chase from Anderson, and if I play anybody twice, what's up, guys? It's Chase from Anderson. You know, keep moving. You know, I was, uh, you know, with the news of uh, Frank Wright being fired. Thank goodness. Um, I was thinking, what route needs to go looking for the next head coach? Um, with the state of the franchise is uh, as bad as the roster is, as bad as it is right now. Right. That instead of going for the next young, up and coming guy to try to take you to the promised land, you need a solid foundation builder well that's what we kind of have to make yeah. the job more attractive in three years from now i know that it sounds bad to think about another head coach in three years mm-hmm. but if you think about it you need somebody to, to rebuild the foundation first because it's going to be really hard to take what's there now and and build it build it up so Especially if uh, you're going to have to go in the free agent hard, free agents uh, route hard to make a somewhat watchable team, right? So you, you're going to need a foundation right. builder. And I think uh, when you think of foundation, you think from the tr- starting the trenches out. And I think uh, I know some people already said, probably already said it, some people don't like it, or some people might like that. I think Jim Harbaugh be great to be to be a great heart to rebuild the foundation to get sure. the franchise going in the right direction for the next three to five years and then go from there. Um I think it'd be hard for some young up and comer um coordinator to do that right this time. No, I think that's a great point. Um, I think somebody like that'd be a good foundation builder to get all right, thank you for the call. Fantastic call, uh, CK. Let's talk about that yeah. briefly. Is uh, as he was saying, foundation builder. I was thinking, well, we swung the pendulum from the risky Matt Rule 
to what we thought was experienced potential foundation builder. Right. And then it's, I, if he said Dan Quinn, I was going to go nuts. Right. I was going to go ballistic. Some people have even floated Sean McDermott out there. Other people have wanted Wilkes to come back. I think Harbaugh is not a, yes, he's a foundational, but he's also sexy. You think so? Well, (laughs) thank you. Uh, As in that he has a star power too, that is more than just like bringing in a Ron Rivera. Right, is that he is foundation. I I I wanted that hire originally before Frank Wright. I think though the continued question is, will David Tepper be able to work with Jim Harbaugh? Um, listen, I think he's uh, any of the highly sought after candidates that he's going to want to have here. I think they're not. You're gonna not going to find any of them that are going to be yes men. Um, I mean, let's be real about it. Matt Rule wasn't a yes man. But, you know, if we want to be technical about it, if we believe what we believe about Matt Rule's tenure year, um, he wasn't out here just, you know, accepting, like, he basically took control of the organization. He just ran it like a shit fucking person, like a, you know, garbage person. Um, I I don't know that he's just looking for a yes man. That's why I don't necessarily believe the narrative that uh, that Bitterer is going to keep his job because he's looking for a yes man. Um, listen, he doesn't need a yes man. He could just, like he said, he could veto anything. He's the owner. He could just swoop in and be like, no, we're doing it this way. They're all yes men. (laughs) Right. They're all going to be technically yes men if if there's something that Matt, uh, that uh, Tepper truly believes in. But I just don't, I don't, I, I, again, I don't see a scenario where, um, where we go after a highly sought after guy and he's okay with, uh, with the status quo as it is, you know? Yeah. I just don't know either if, Look, is I'm I'm tired of people talking about look, as I love Steve Wilkes just as much as well, man, obviously I don't love him as much as everybody because some people are just still believing that Steve Wilkes was the right guy to keep this job like just like build the future on. I understand why they did what they did, I think. I also understand that it kind of is a shit deal for Steve Wilkes when you perform well and then you still don't get promoted. But mm-hmm. I've done that in jobs before. I've put the sure. time in the this and that. And then you know what is you get a new VP in, you get somebody else and they don't a either recognize that B they want to do. So there's some other things. The reasons why I have been passed over for a job that was most qualified for was the most experienced in and have done the job. Right. I mean, it just happens to people and that happened to Wilkes, but I also understand too, I just don't think that's a good, like, I'm just tired. I'm like, I'm a, almost like to the CJ Stroud thing. Like I'm over it. Like it is like, yes, is that thing may have existed, but it doesn't exist in our existence anymore. Right. Um. So I don't see, so I don't want to hear Steve Wilkes coming back, but I don't want Dan Quinn. I don't want, I almost, I don't really, I don't love Kellen Moore. Oh, well, you you cannot go after him after the way that that Chargers team is playing right now. Like, that's a lot on the not. defense. Uh, I mean, it's also the offense, like the offense. Yeah, and, he was the second pick, supposedly. McDermott, I think this is, you know what, is McDermott's done a lot. And I don't, I wouldn't hate it. I would like it more than Dan Quinn. I would like Jim Harbaugh more than all of them. 
But I think Jim Harbaugh is just fucking weird, but it works yeah. somehow. He's just fucking like looks weird, acts weird, always in trouble. That is wild. Always that he winning. always seems to find himself in that situation, but always winning. You're right. You're right. Uh, next call. I'm going to ask this question one more time. Has David Tepper surpassed Ray Carruth as the biggest scumbag piece of shit villain in Carolina's history? Oh, my gosh. No. I say. We're going to go on with that. Sorry. <laughs> nice. I, first of all, I love this guy's calls each week. I love the passion he comes. But I think he brought that last week, too. With the Ray Carruth. He, like, I, well, sorry. I love last like week, you, but I do know. You can't but surpass this, this, a guy that tried to murder his white, pregnant girlfriend and killed her. her had her had a hit taken out on her and then the son the baby ended up living oh by the way you want to know why scott fowler that scott fowler did a true crime series on that yeah an audio series you can check that out all right let's go to the next goal questo donato ragazzo you know what that means i'll say it again I have to ask my grandma donato ragazzo this fucking guy bro this fucking guy. Is that what we got to say? The Glasto Donato Bregato Award. That's what gave me a fucking cold on my day off. Can't even enjoy my fucking day off. Hey, man, and then brother. me, much like every other C3 guys, joined CK, Cody, to watch 14 minutes of fucking bullshit. This fucking guy gives me agita on top of having a cold. I could fucking punch this guy in the fucking head. Didn't answer no fucking questions. The fucking danced around is such like political bullshit you know what i mean and i'm pretty sure it wasn't even good at that though and that business insider bullshit that was a fucking plant fuck that so why you can go fucking three four minutes rambling on about fucking concerts and soccer and some soccer player fucking Geraldo rivera whatever the fuck his name is i don't give a fuck bro nobody cares about that shit all right with a laughing stock of sports not just football sports yeah. Somebody asked him that. This. You know, they say money can't buy happiness. You want to know what money bought us? Fucking misery, boys. Misery. Uh, he's doing just fine. It's all miserable. I fucking can't stand this fucking dick-headed little prick fuck. <laughs> hedge fund jabroni douchebag. Ah, fuck. Anyway, boys, I'm going to go take some more medicine, maybe take some shots of fucking tequila. He's not Looking even a drinker. Tonight. Everybody dumping on this fucking cocksucker. All right, boys. Have a good one. Uh, man, he uh, is not even a drink drinker. He only drinks tequila, I think. So if he was going to drink, he drinks that. Um, again, Monster Subs in Spartanburg. I love. What did he say here? And let's listen to the real beginning, right? My time. Questo Donato Ragazzo. Gladstone Donato well, Ragazzo. I'll say this fucking guy is what it means. Let's go to Anthony and Charlotte. Mm. He's another one of these fucking guys that I love. Oh, fat fingers. What's up, C3? It's Anthony from Charlotte. I'm only playing your first call, Anthony. And it's so loud in the background. You want me to play the second? What a joke of a press conference today was the egghead. The Humpty Dumpty, the kingpin himself. His egghead is fucking terrible. Oh, it was bad. Bryce Young is his stepson, and that he's going to cherish him in every single way. Pretty 
much. He didn't give us a reason why he even Frank Wright. He said, oh, no explanation. Scott Bitter explanation. Oh, reason why we're 30 and 33 in his time here. Oh, fucking idiot, dude. And like, I, I had to present a 30 minute presentation today in my communications class, and I get out of class, Ooh. and I just see all these tweets going around. Like, the fact that Frank right now, I'm just going to put this behind myself. I'm done talking about CJ Shroud and Bryce Young. Even if Frank Wright wanted CJ Shroud, I agree. Shroud, I'm with you. no excuse why you can't implement a playbook that played exactly to Bryce's strengths in college. He was a master of the RPO system. Getting the ball out quick, throwing quick, quick slants. They didn't implement that at all this season. All we can hope for now is that for Scott, I've been saying that David Tepper fired mm-hmm. Scott Bitter. He has the new GM hire the new head coach. They're both on the same page because the new head coach is only going to come here for one or two reasons. Jonathan Jones said it today on OBO's and Jugilio's podcast, such a great podcast between the Joe boys. But he basically said the coach is only going to come here for a shit ton of money because that's what Tepper does. He hands out um, financial wealth to you know, the coach's family to set them up for eternity with the rest of the money they get. Or the coach is going to have to be interested in Bryce Young because we really don't have that many building blocks at this point. It sucks to say that, but that's where the situation is. And it's only going to change if David Tepper actually changes his way. He's going to have to pull a Jed York, mm. the 49ers uh, owner, instead of getting in the way of everything, let the football people figure it out, or a Jimmy Haslam. Jimmy Haslam was a meddling owner for like 10 straight seasons. They still suck, bro. He finally backed off. Isn't he the Browns? Um, Um, Or is he Ravens? Basically like five years ago. Tepper, he's going to have to back off, dude. I mean, he's 0 for 2. I can't remember. We could be in for a long road. Now, we shouldn't really be Chris Tabor. I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back for a part two. I'm sorry, uh, Anthony. We're only giving you one part this time. Um, no, uh, Kristen. All right, look, is how about this? Is my boy Muscles Marinara has made this. This is like gonna become like a we're gonna have like a guinea gang up in this mug. <laughs> I love this. Is we're talking about table wine, which is just the cheap regular wine that you drink at dinner. But not like bad wine, you know what I'm saying? Just table wine. Sure. Um, we got him with his what was it? Devante Lamanja. What was it? Uh, Gladstone Demont. Gladstone Donato. I couldn't even begin to try Gladstone to tell you. Gladstone Right? Is this? Is I'm from fucking Winterville, but my grandmother, my great grandmother, is from well, Italy. Half from Naples, half from Sicily. Okay. Met in America. Uh, but we got this little Italian thing, and I'm still embarrassed that I didn't believe in Nick Sirianni. That's our fucking problem. That's our problem, guys. Is we didn't have, we didn't bring in the fucking WAP to be our. Hey, I can say that. It means you know what? It doesn't mean it's not as bad as you would think. Do you know what it means, CK? I mean, are you talking about WAP from the no, song? It's w no, no. Oh, no. That's WAP. Isn't it WAP? No, WAP is... All right, so if you call Italians 
by what is it where you would call somebody a mean name like a prejudicial type church guinea wop dago those are the three that are the most popular or you could just say and this is actually true i really do put olive oil in my hair I do. It's cheaper than regular hair oil. It's the same shit. If you look right. at this, is you're going to go buy avocado oil. You pay $99 for this thing in the hair aisle. You can go to the cooking aisle and get the same shit. Um, WAP means without papers. Okay. So we're like just illegal. We're the first, we're not the first, but some of the OGs of illegal immigrants. Um, what did I have to say about Anthony's call? Oh, I'm with him on this. Oh, this is what I was going to say is uh, Kristen Ledane, our, my Italian sister already here. Is she said, we got to get a, si- a sound by the, whoa, whoa, Anthony, whoa. <laughs> uh, what I wanted to do when he said that, he's like, oh, I had to give a 30-minute presentation in my communications class. <laughs> whoa, 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 guess what I did? I had to teach two classes back to back. Hour and fifteen minutes, spit, spit, killing it. Uh, hey, you know, mercantilism in America in the colonies. You want to talk about the Roaring Twenties? Got you. But whoa, I was like this. I came out of those mugs and was doing the same thing you were doing, looking at the Twitter, trying to follow what I missed. Anyway, love you, Anthony. We're only doing one call tonight though, because we still the, have. Oh, do lot. you is that the rite of passage of being becoming an older gentleman is like you hear somebody else that's younger say something about something they're doing and you have to tell them about how what your situation is way worse it's not that it's I, way worse it's just the idea that a 30 minute presentation is like overwhelming right and you know what if i was 20 years old i would be like oh this is a lot. i mean i've also been doing my career for 15 years now yeah. So, yeah, me teaching an hour and 15 minute class. I actually classroom is my church, man. That's where I'm good at. Um, But to if we could segue that to what David Tepper is not good at, David Tepper needs to go to Anthony's communications class and give a 30 minute presentation. (laughs) He does. And we will tell him, like, bro, you can work on. Yeah, you can say what you really think, you just don't have to be a dick and condescending. That's what it is. It's a I know better than you attitude when yeah, all you weird. have to do is just explain the logic to us. That's all we want to know. Look, is uh, D says, I'd pay to see that. What a great fucking reality show with that billionaires at community. Well, I go, I teach at a community college. I don't know where Anthony, I think Anthony goes to UNC Charlotte, but billionaires take com- uh, communication classes at community colleges. That's a fucking hit made to be. All right, let's yeah. go to Coach Kurt. How's it going, C3, C3, Coach Kurt? Um, I just wanted to say, like, rights getting fired should have obviously been followed with, or he should have been behind the number, he should have been the number two firing to Scott Fitter. Fitter should not be there. After last week, him and Wright should both have been fired. I don't know if Tepper's kind of just 
doing one thing at a time, stepping stone through the season. Like, I got to get rid of this person and that person and have them cut these players, blah, blah, blah. I don't know, but, like, Fitter needs to be gone. Um, but, obviously, Reich was their scapegoat, so shit doesn't work with the new uh, – with the interim and everything that's going on, Thomas Brown being the play caller, like, shit. Like, obviously, <laughs> we don't have the right players. We didn't from the get-go. We thought we did, but we didn't. But today's press conference proved the entire NFL, every NFL fan, Every reporter that David Tepper is this is the problem for this team. A, he's way too involved for this team to even go anywhere because he's overstepping. B, he's holding on to Scott Fitter, who is his yes man, his you got it, you're making the right decisions, like his hype man. So he's not going to get rid of him because he's listening. So Scott Fitter telling me he's doing the right things because Scott Fitter wants to hold on to his job and he's getting glazed up in his fucking office and this is a bunch of bullshit. But Tepper needs to fire himself. But first he needs to get rid of fucking Scott Fitter. But i seen this article and I thought it would be so fucking cool for Greg Olson to become the head coach. Ooh, and a bunch of shit though. started clicking in my head. Luke Keekley, defensive coordinator, uh, Thomas Davis, linebacker coach, Jonathan Stewart, running back coach, Cam Newton, quarterback coach. Like, I was like, damn, imagine? Like, fuck all the firing and stuff. Like, that's great. But imagine, like, just think about that for a second. Like, nostalgia would, would be real. And we have people that actually understand the game of football and that are football people and that have played in this generation of football. Just saying, be pretty badass. Anyways, y'all, hope y'all have a good night. C3 Coach Kurt out. I can't get on board with the. I think the Greg Olson thing is some sort of play against Fox. For uh, Tom Brady's coming to take the number one chair. He's putting it out there in a time where nobody else can be interviewed. He has zero experience. And I don't even really know if he did this or if he said it in jest. I think um, it would be a wildly irresponsible hire to make him. A, Agreed. A coach. If Agreed. anything, I think maybe you could try to work him into the front office somehow. Yeah, I mean, you could try to work him in uh, to the front office, I think, or uh, into a lower, you know, level uh, coaching position. Um, listen, I I understand why fans would be excited about that as a as a hire, um, just because like, oh, Greg Olson can do no wrong. Like, how mad are you going to be? Is it that one of your favorite players in Panthers history turns out to be a horrible head coach and you have to hate him? Like, that's going to be the worst thing ever. <laughs> and if you thought, if you thought the, um, the vit, I, I keep on saying vitriol, vitriol. but the, the, nope, nope. if you, if you thought that that was bad when they put Jeff Saturday as an interim head coach, imagine the amount of people that are going to lose their absolute minds that aren't Panthers fans that are going to say you hired a guy who's got no coaching experience outside of a peewee level football team uh, and, 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 and decided to go with him as opposed to somebody else. 
Like that's also I, what about all the the coaches or guys that have been working their way up that deserve it more? Right, I think that exactly. was the actual the real argument with Saturday wasn't that he was going to be terrible or they didn't know football exactly. or anything that's what like I mean. this. Is that yeah. he didn't? Other guys have paid their dues, and this guy's just resting on his good looks. In Greg Olson's case. I just think it would be a wildly irresponsible hire for the Carolina Panthers. I don't think there's sure. anything to it. Let's go to the next call. It's C3 Coach Kurt again. Nope. Sorry. I, I hate to be – look, I don't mean to be mean this, guys, tonight. is usually we play all of them. Cody had to go. CK is not feeling well, and there's a lot of calls. We do appreciate every single call, and you guys know that we usually try to work in everything, and we try to go to the end. Um but guys, we're just gonna look. There's still tw- ten more calls to go, and some of y'all take all. Like my bastard ass son's gonna take all three minutes. No, it's white chocolate espresso. Uh, so apparently, there was a a whole thing with David Tepper today that I couldn't watch at the time because I was at work. But it turns out I didn't miss much. Oh, you missed a lot. I didn't miss much at all. Um, I call it. I call it later. And it, it just seems like he's trying to run the business and not a football team. Like in business, your main goal is to make money. Like it's everything. You're supposed to be making money. That's the main goal. Like sports, like we don't measure success with money. We measure it with championships. You know, people look at the Patriots as success, the most successful franchise going right now. And it's not even probably in the top 10 earnings in the NFL. You know, it's, it's not about the money. That's why he's on me. Oh, I've done this for Charlotte, and we bring this to Charlotte. Growth, which I'm sure he has, but bro, someone's got to tell you to stop saying that shit. <laughs> like nobody gives a fuck. Like we won't win. Um, I'm 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 starting to get the feeling that Scott Fitter is not going to get fired. Like I felt <laughs> like they should have fired him. With the coach, and a lot of people say, well, we need somebody to do the day-to-day shit. Well, you can find anybody to do the day-to-day shit. Dan Morgan can do the day-to-day shit. Like, it's the day-to-day shit. He's not making trades or anything. And I, I don't know when you can hire a new GM. You have to wait till the off season or what. Maybe y'all can look that into it. But, you know, get the head start on the new GM. Um, You know... I don't know much to say. I, I don't have faith that we're going to get the tip, the top F, echelon of coaches. I know people are saying, well, it's a job, and if someone offers them the job, they're going to take it. Yeah, if that's their only job option. But Ben Johnson is going to get offered a lot of jobs, and Carolina is not the top one. But the Slovak no, guy I, might I be the I'm guy that's the next Ben Johnson. Job this offseason. And we're probably the 10th option. That happens. Like, there's no talent on the scene. All the way up, Bryce. Well, that's it. That's literally it. Like, the Raiders have Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, and their picks. And an owner that doesn't fucking jump in all the time. He's actually distant, but the Bears, they get draft picks. Lots of them. As Lots we of them. 
Thanks, Kev. We're probably uh, have to settle for. Yeah, it's not the most uh, attractive job. The question I got for you, <laughs> CK, as people brought up Greg, is there a former player of a team that they played on that has been a coach that was good um, or that's even done it? I'm trying to think. I'm sure there's got maybe. That's coached for the same team? Yeah, I don't know if they're – I can't think of one. Think of it. You guys in the chat, take care of it. Go to the next call. Here's G. Cavassia. Podcast brothers, how y'all doing? It's G. Cavassia. OG, we the podcast. Frank Wright is out of here. Now we got Chris Tabor, man, the new head coach. And I'm going to tell you like this. I watched his interview. I like the way he talks. I don't know that much about him, but I like the way he speaks and everything like that, which really doesn't mean any damn thing, but, you know. And David Tepper's conference, I watched it, Cody, with you guys today. That shit was horrible. He just, mm -hmm. he was talking about concerts and music. They got nothing to do with the damn Panthers. Y'all know what I'm saying? But, you know, hey, we got a new coach. Now, who's going to be the next coach? That's the thing. If you guys look on Twitter and Facebook, people keep saying Greg Olson to be the next coach. And I love Greg Olson and stuff like that, but he has no coach. And people saying Luke Keekley should be the head coach. You know, he was a dominant linebacker. Yeah, he was. But let's think about it. Michael Singletary, which was one of the best damn linebackers, him and Lawrence Taylor when I was younger. You know what I'm saying? When Michael Singletary was the head coach for the 49ers, they weren't all that damn good. We need somebody for coaching experience. You see what I'm saying? And they're talking about the dude from Detroit Lions who came last year, but he didn't, you know, he didn't take the damn job. So I don't know what the hell is going to happen, but I'm just glad Frank is out of here. And I just hope my Panthers win a couple more games. Give me your thoughts on that, y'all. Keep pounding. I think we agree with you um, a lot. Is First is I don't know what to think of Chris Daber. I've always secretly liked him, but had no reason to other than he's had yeah. good special teams units on two terrible teams on actually now three on the Cleveland, Cleveland Browns. The special teams excelled when they were just mediocre. He had the bears special teams cooking when they weren't any good. And now he's got the Panthers special teams decent. I wouldn't say cook. You know what I'm saying? Is like, sure. Our punt return game still is just meh. Even though we have one return for a touchdown, I've seen a lot of these where this dumbass runs backwards or whatever. Um, so I liked him just because I like this is CK. Every now and then I make a connection that I think is fun. Jim Harbaugh or John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh, special teams coach, did great. Like it. The other was somebody in the chat even gave it to me who the fucking I've already forgot it uh, starts with a C or had a C in the name. He was he I think he coached both the Giants and the Jags at some point. Anyway, other than that, um, you're talking about um, not Collinsworth. Oh, uh, crap. Chris, God, somebody said it earlier. Also, I want to shout out people who said who were asking the question about where I asked if there were players who have coached the teams that they played for. Mike Dicka, wow, real one, and uh, D'Amico Ryan's interesting, mm. right? Interesting. Um, let's go to the next call. Oh, 
You got What's two in a row. On my C three oh, family. Deep. I hate South Tom Coughlin. North Carolina in the building. At work, it's probably about ten minutes before the show start, and I, I really wanted to say, well, first of all, shout out to Cody, Tony, CK, Great Muscle Marinara, Panther Pickle, G Baby, the whole family. We love y'all. I want to thank y'all thoroughly for letting me be on the um on the show earlier today Absolutely. with that. That disgraceful presser, <laughs> if that's what you want to call it. The only thing that I've learned is that David Tepper will lie to the end and that we shouldn't be mad at our record because he brought Beyonce to the city. Outside of that, single ladies, single ladies. I don't know what to think besides the fact that the civil war that we had really bothers me just on the ground that there was not one adult of a position in that front office that could lead everybody in the right direction or at least have them on the same page. And then in that, you got Tabor and whoever woke Caldwell up from the corner in his nap to fire two guys who have a wealth of knowledge that you can't convince me couldn't help this team the last six games. So the fighting and whatever they did had to be pretty heated. Uh, I'm sad, but in the same breath, all this stuff that's been behind the scenes that should have been out sooner is now out and coming out even more as each day goes by. And that's the only way that we can start to recover and see what we can do. Um, the march on mint, we shouldn't even do. This pepper dude, he, he, you he think he's going to give a fuck about, yeah. I'm still going to love my Panthers. I'm going to be rooting for my Panthers against these Buccaneers and I'm going to keep pounding and I hope you do too. But it was time for us to see at a full scope live what kind of owner we have and i'm still standing on that hill scott fitter you got to go but like i said i want to thank y'all for having me earlier i i said a lot um earlier so i'm not gonna hold this line up i love y'all hey can't get better when you're at the bottom you ain't got nowhere to, to go but up man you know, i thought i was that I'm, was I last can't year wait for that climb up i love every mm. single one of y'all it's d from Sanford. I'm thoroughly excited to hear from you guys and the whole C3 family of what they thought. Hey, thank you so much for your support. You're a great member of the <laughs> fam of the community, and your calls are always fantastic. To bring up, though, what you said is that when things are at the bottom, there's nowhere but up. I thought that we were at the bottom last year, right? Oh, and man. I thought we were going up. Now, I was at this pl uh, this watering hole earlier, like where we kind of congregate a uh, central place where people pick up our kids and stuff like this. And the waitress, they have a pick em sheet there. And the guy beside me was filling it out. And he had asked me two minutes before, would you take the Rams or the Browns? I said, where's it at? Right. He said in LA and not that LA has a home advantage, but I think that them not playing in Cleveland I'm not convinced. I don't like, I know that Brown's defense is good, but they just, they too many injuries, lacking Chubb, 
no quarterback. You know, so and, I said and they didn't look super awesome against the uh, Broncos. I said pick the Rams. Right, I would go with the Rams. I told them. Now, two minutes later, the waitress comes up and she goes, "Why didn't you pick the Browns? They got a winning record or something like that." She said, "Or they got a and but this girl uh, waitresses at this bar on Sundays, and this is the bar." the only bar in town where the bar where Browns fans go, right? Like they have done this for like 15 years there. And she said, I got to, she didn't say put up with, she's like, Oh, I hear the Browns fans every week. And I was like, bro, they're, they're the fucking greatest fans in the world because they've been going through this shit for like 40 years. And then my friend goes, man, that's where we're at. And I was like, Oh God, are we on the front end of a 40 year Brown run. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Mm. I hope we're at the bottom. Uh, well, I hope we touch the bottom of the pool. Let's go to the next call. Hey, guys. It's the girl that makes some how, a.k.a. Joey the Blind Panther. Uh, yeah. It's official. Frank Reich is fired after going 1-10. and and Frank Reich is gone because of Frank Reich. It's not because of David Tepper, however stupid he may be. It's not I because agree. of Scott Fitterer, however stupid he may be. It's because Frank Reich wasn't good. Could not or did not do his job. Okay. And when when he admitted, when he said, "Oh, we're built to be a power run team, but I don't want to be a power run team." Well, good. Oh, I don't you. like this. We don't need your services anymore because you know how to win and you're not doing it. And you know and you're not doing it because you don't want to. Bro, we're not gonna be okay? winning, running That's the ball why Frank forty Bryce times against the it's team. Not because David Pepper is uh, mm. rash or impatient or anything. David Tepper is just the embodiment of the fucking world we live in right now. We live in an instant gratification world and David Tepper is the embodiment of it. So, of course, Frank Reich was the easiest one to go. Of course, he was going to be. I don't even want to use the word scapegoat because his performance was so abysmal that he needed to go regardless, you know. If Scott Fitterer was fired and the next general manager came in, that'd be the first thing he would do is fire Frank Reich. I mean, he took a team. I mean... He didn't want to. He didn't want to do what any coach is going to do. Like, what do you think Chris Tabor is going to do? He's going to see what his players are good at, and he's going to build around that. That's what Steve Wilkes did last year. Took Matt Rule's team and had us knocking on the door of the playoffs. It's you know what? And Frank deserves to go after what he said about knowing how to win but not wanting to do it. Anyway, guys. Wow, wow, wow. All right. Thanks, Joey. Next call. What's up, C3 family? Oh, now, that's Tony, D again. You... Oh, gosh. What is that? No. Thank you, D. We love you. You know what? I'm going to, I'll probably listen to the call later and I'll probably address it. Maybe do, some, might have to start doing an offshoot or something. Like uh, the, the second call. Yeah. The, the, second, the second call. Uh, what is it? Last call? Yeah. Call, we call it last call, C3. Hey, Appreciate you doing this podcast. Thank you. God of Thunder from Kannapolis. I think as soon as he made that smart-ass comment about 
you guys can go speculate as to that. I wish that at least one or two reporters would have gotten up, blocked the camera view, and walked out. And when asked what they were doing, said, "I'm going to I'm going to speculate." You know, the real Jerry Maguire kind of moment. Is anybody with? Me? I'd love to see all those guys get up because that mm. was a clown of a clown show of a press conference. What I Thank don't, you. what I didn't like about the go and speculate on it answer is that this was the moment to clarify what fans have been muddling, what right. the media has been muddling. And you don't have to go overboard and overkill into what was going on. Sure. But you don't have to just feed into the frenzy of speculation. You don't have to actually did. He said, go speculate. It was like, no, what the fuck you think we've been well, doing on Twitter for the last two months in the basement. But that almost like says that a lot of the things that's being speculated, might be true. Right. I mean, if you're not willing to refute those things and you know, the, you're almost granting legitimacy to those things because you're not willing to deny them. Right. Um, I think that my, my problem that I had with that is not just the statement, but the fact that if we feel this way and the media feels this way, imagine how those damn players feel like give them something because right now you haven't given them any answers. And the only thing that is being done is their 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 reputations are taking a dive? They're literally losing uh losing self like uh net worth by being associated with the Carolina Panthers. Like that's just the reality of their situation. And to be able to approach it like go speculate yourself, you're basically asking people to go make up rumors about the players, about the coaches, about the front office, all that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, you're and, feeding the frenzy. You're feeding absolutely. the fire. And you could just say this. I think what he meant by that is you saw what I saw. Right. Instead, I don't think it was a good way. I think that's what he meant is like, you guys are watching what we were watching and it won't work. And that's what I think that he ultimately kind of meant there. But like go speculators like, all right, well, you want us to do your job for you too, motherfucker that, you know, that's what I always get like irritated is like when somebody gets irritated with me for them want me to do their job I'm like what what the fuck sorry man sorry right. son i asked you to take the trash out that's your job bro he's like this go speculate about it you're the reporters you go tell me and i'll go read about it i read your columns I'll go, I'll go read about it and then uh shit talk you when you actually ask me a question because i oh, read the columns all right uh getting to the short hairs here um <laughs> Pepper is lame, fucking double talking, talking around himself. Now, when you call it your literature, major or whatever, in stock or whatever they call that, 1984. And um, I don't know, Bryce is not going to get better. His fundamentals suck. You need to get fundamentals better. But I'll work with him. But yes, work on his fundamentals. All right. Appreciate it, Al. Uh, we know not. Um, yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of work that needs to be done with Bryce Young, regardless of how much we think he's going to be great or how little people do is that he's going to have to get better. And you know what? That shouldn't be an unrealistic thing to even Bryce supporters is that if you're as good as you are on day one, and that's the best you're getting. I want him to be better in five years. I want him to be better yeah. in seven years. So I want Patrick Mahomes to be better next year if I was their coach. Let's go to the next call. Last two. 
Gentlemen, I wasn't going to call, but figured I'd chime in here. I want to talk about the Steve Wilkes situation. Oh, I get God. a little touch the media wants to create stories between uh, with the making racial issues, and people latch on to that. Okay. No, let, people need to talk about this, because I don't think there's one NFL owner that will bypass a candidate for skin color. There's no money in losing. They want who they think is the best option, the best fit for their organization. So to for anyone to say that they're just bypassing someone based on skin color, I'm not buying it. And people, let's talk about Wilkes. People seem to forget 50% of the time, it was extremely lackluster. It wasn't just close. It was bad. Yeah, he put some heart into the team, but – I think most would agree that when the decision uh, came time to make that decision on who to, who they were going to hire, who, were you going to take a guy who was good 50% of the time or the potentially shinier car with an offensive mind who had a plan to bring in assistant coaches? Hindsight's twenty twenty. It didn't work out. But for people to sit here and, and for the bandwagon to come over and say, well, we should have had Wilkes, we should have done this, why didn't they hire Wilkes, it must be a race issue. I call bullshit, and and please trust me when I say you're probably not going to find a person who believes in equality more than me and who fights for it. But that is not equality to sing this narrative because I'm calling bullshit on it. Owners want to win, which, you know, by the way, I don't mind fucking Tepper, you know, making the call. I was a fan of Reich. I wanted him on board because I thought – you know, he had a history of getting the best out of the quarterbacks, and he had a plan. He put it together. It didn't fucking work out. What's he supposed to do? Fucking wait three fucking years? Fuck that. Let's. It's time to move on. Hopefully, he can start making some good decisions. That's what I'm hoping for, but uh, I think it's going to be an uphill battle. Uh, keep pounding. Uh, thank you for the call. Thank you for the call. Um First, I would say I agree with you on one point is I think that no owner would or no person that really is a businessman or anything would willingly bypass or intentionally bypass what they thought to be a better candidate. Right. Especially when you're talking wins, 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 wins. Right. Right. Uh, so I, I think that's a fair point is that these guys aren't in it to lose by any means. Like they don't have necessarily motives that supersede right. winning. It's like it's like a rich person if they are racist and they're greedy. Greed well, will supersede the racism in a certain thing. Well, there's it, uh I, I think that overarching, I like as a general uh, rule of thumb, I think that is true, right? Um, I do that's think- on an individual moment to moment basis. And I think it overlooks some <laughs> important aspects too, CK. And I think this is that we are all victims of our own uh, experiences, biases. We look in the, just think of Matt rule. Tepper saw himself in him somehow. Is there things that you don't know that appeal to you? That's, I mean, that's, that's a lot of the argument with, you know, um, you know, there are innate built-in biases to people and they don't have to just be related to race. So if race, if, if talking about race alone is something that feel you feel has been is hyperbolic, which I, 
I don't think so. I think sometimes people use it unnecessarily in some cases. But what I would say is this, is there's other prejudices that we have built in. My mom would have, <laughs> Kristen Ledane, don't let my mom see you in here. My mom would have much rather me have married an Italian girl. You know, is that she ain't ever come out and said that, but I know it in her heart of hearts. Right. And it's not like she doesn't. So there are these experiential presidencies that are built into people's right. minds that are impossible actually to enter, to, to extricate, to unravel at times. The whole thing you have to know is, is that you can't be objective entirely so you as long as you recognize there's no way for you to entirely as a human being be objective fully that lessens your bias because you recognize that you have a weakness there i would say this just a piece of advice to the caller and i'm and i appreciate your opinion too so it's not a net is that you don't need to say i'm the most equal person yeah, like although that qualifier right there is generally a red flag to people. Like if you say, hey, I'm not racist, but or I'm not basically is this is like I think your comment was merited without you having to defend your own objectivity and like right. And so I when mean, you put and- that out there, it automatically goes, Hey, you kind of know that these things are built into people because you even recognize that you needed to say something or thought you needed to say something to me. It kind of lends to this is anytime someone says no offense, but right. be prepared to be offended. <laughs> I, uh, I would push back a little bit on, on his statement not being needed. I, I th- it's not that I think that he needed to say it. Um, I just think in the, in the world in which we live, um, the first thing people thought the moment he said that was exactly why he said that, right? There's a lot of people that would probably listen to that and say, Oh, here we go. Another one of these type of people. Right. So I, whereas I, I understand why you would think that it's a red flag and why many people would. I also understand why he felt the need to say it because, you know, again, the, the world we live in, that's going to be the first thing people jump to that conclusion. I just want to put out this is that we're not robots. We're not computers. So even now there's questions about if AI has biases by the people who wrote the code. Yeah. Right. And just because you have biases doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It's just a reality of the world. You know, you have an aversion to shit, right? If something happens to you (laughs) as a kid, you got in a car accident, you get nervous going through red lights. Maybe that's an aversion. That's a, an experience that lends to you not looking at things objectively every single moment because we're not robots. So I think we just have to remember that. And I think that, um, I do think his point is right. If you think a guy's going to get you to win, they're going to go after it. But that's the problem is a lot of that is systemically built in that you don't see winning in certain things, you know? Um, so, uh, last call of night. What's up, C3? Love what you guys are doing. I just needed to call in really quick. Uh, buddy out here in Idaho, I just want to let you know, Sunday afternoon, 11 o'clock, Mount, Mountain Standard Time kickoff, I'm in my backyard doing yard work, listening to C3, uh, not watching the game. I knew what was going to happen. But I just wanted to call really quick. Uh, it made me laugh 
listen to this press conference today. Uh, a couple weeks ago, you guys were talking about maybe three weeks ago. What's the best thing that David Tepper has done for this team? And right when CK answered, put the logo in the middle of the field, I yelled Beyonce. <laughs> and I just to show you, this guy doesn't fucking care about this team. Get him out of here. Whatever. <laughs> Love you guys, though. Uh, you guys got a lot of calls. Have a good night. Thank you so much, guys. You guys are incredible. I'm so sorry that we had to or we grazed over a couple of calls tonight. Second yeah. calls only, though. Um, it's 12 11. We've got it's a it's been a power pack show. We didn't even get to half a, a lot of things we want to talk about. Tank Dell potentially breaking the record for rookie a Houston Texan and everything catches yards, touchdowns wild. Um, he also has a list, uh, CK of the eight teams that bypassed him. Hey, take oh. that. I wonder if Mango has a list of none of the teams that bypassed him. Um, okay, that's the C3 Panthers pod. Look, uh, actually, I do want to do this because we don't, and again, I hate, um, I'm not good at there's certain things, and this is like, see, uh, Cody's real good at putting the comments up, it helps me so much. Uh, one thing I am not great about is over self-promotion about stuff like this, right? Don't forget guys, you can go to Carolina cat chronicles.com. You check the shop tab gear. I think is the way you go shop gear. You can get uh, from the C3 Panthers podcast, t-shirt, uh, the C3 Panthers podcast mug, which is very cool and awesome. I suggest getting the slightly bigger version because I'm an adult and I drink a real cup of coffee rather than <laughs> what my grandma drinks when she's 85, 90, because that's all she needs. It's going to send her over like meth. Um, go there, check out this gear. We haven't actually a pushed it a lot. B haven't had, I don't think a single sale in three, two months. We hit off hot. Basically, you got the same people that buy our shit every year. Same people put the C3 podcast in, the prize picks. The same. Mm -hmm. Small things help. Look, maybe get a Panther fan the mug for Christmas. Uh, you could, you don't like what we're saying, maybe get the Shut the Hell Up t-shirt and represent Panther's pick, Panther Pickle. Or if you're saying, where are you, G-Baby? You make me fucking sick. You can get a G-Baby shirt or even the first shirt, the Voice of Panther Nation, one voice one nation on the back, uh, all, anything like that, all those small things. But really what helps us is you just being here, calling into the show, smashing the thumbs up button, subscribing. That's my best salesman pitch for tonight. Uh, I want to do this is CK. Do you have an ice up pick? Cause I do. I mean, mine's honestly just going to be the easy low hanging fruit of, uh, David Tepper. Um, I, I, I have to go on my final rant about the press conference today and, People might disagree with me on this front, but um, I, not the majority of people probably won't. But um, the fact that this franchise is so unimportant to to him, these, this fan base is so unimportant to David Tepper that he couldn't give more than 10 minutes of his time to answer questions that were legitimate questions about where the future of this franchise is going. Um, and even when he did answer questions, they were the most not answer questions you could possibly ever expect uh, him to have ever made. Um, it's uh it's a disgrace and it's an embarrassment. Um, 
if you're uh, if you're a Panthers fan and you're not looking at David Tepper and thinking he looks like it, this is absolutely a joke, I don't know what else to what to tell you. There's there's nothing about what we saw today that should make you feel confident in what David Tepper is going to do with this franchise moving forward. All right, I'm tired of being uh, all. It was 14 minutes to the dot uh, D. On top of that, if the one guy wouldn't have pestered him for that final question, it would have been under 10 minutes. All right, uh, I got a couple of fun ones. Oklahoma University comes running out to the smoke. Uh, and have you seen this? Nope. There's so much smoke. The entire... <laughs> <laughs> they trip a fucking stampede, dude. A fucking stampede. There's so much smoke. What are the guys? They don't a couple, know. The guy, no, some of the guys, yeah, some of the guys fell down running in, and then they're running on top of them. They can't see that shit. Whoa. Fucking wild. Uh, nice way to um, now. Um, I was going to do this pepper spray one that I don't know if it's true. Uh, the one, the cameraman. Yeah, I think it's fake. Do you think it's fake? Um, I feel I like he would have just know. sat down earlier. Like, they'll continue walking around and just randomly bumping into shit. Fucking. All right. But this one, I got two more fun ones. This one sucks because, guys, you know what it's like to be this dude. And you know what? It's never a great feeling to be this guy. He got friended. He got friended instead of getting the. He was with a, <laughs> those people. God, they were felt so bad for that kid. I know. <laughs> you know what? He, again. Like, he, he took this girl to on a good date. Took her to a game. She gave him a little time. I mean, maybe it wasn't a date. He thought, you know, even guys who are in the friend zone, they're always trying to get out of the friend zone, particularly when it's moving up like that kid was. She won't get. Man, poor kid. Poor kid. All right. My final one. This shit got me tripping, dude. Uh, gotta love kids these days. I got a lot of kids on the ice up. So ice up to the uh, friend zone. Ice up to the friend zone. Ice up to what was the other one I showed? Oh, to too much smoke that causes stampedes. And this shit tripped me out today. Put a finger down. Best friend edition. Okay. Put a finger down if all of your best friends are in the same cars right now. Put a finger down if you don't even have to knock on each other's doors when you're going to each other's houses. Never. Put a finger down if you have a deep, dark secret that you don't want to tell anyone in the car right now. Put a finger down if you Wait. fucked my boyfriend last <laughs> week in the back of his fucking car. Are you fucking serious? He fucking told me everything. It's are not you? my fault. What do you mean it's not your... I'm leaving. Yeah. No, what are you doing? What are you doing? Get the fuck out Put a finger down. Best Again, probably shit. fake internet. Probably fake internet. But you know what? Sometimes I just choose shit to believe it's real. It's better. <laughs> uh, ice up to uh, making a TikTok video of a girl 
that uh, slept with your boyfriend in the back of the car. And mm. I want to know, is that a baby seat in the back of the car? I still need to know these things. I have so many questions. Uh, ice up. All right. That's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by Carolina Cat, Carolina Cat Chronicles.com. Uh, we appreciate what a great crowd tonight. What a great calls. 108 people still watching. I can't believe it. 12, 18. We've going three hours and 18 minutes strong. CK, you've been playing injured under the weather. The pipes held up. Thank you for joining my friend. Hey man, I'm happy to be here. And, uh, at least we had something to talk about because, uh, I tell you what, another Tuesday night of uh, the normal thing we've been dealing with for the past 11 weeks would have been um, just torture. So we got some news and hopefully that's some positivity. I am putting a limit too on this, like you said, because it has been, it's getting like, ugh, it's getting to me, man, in some cases. I don't think we should be able to talk about head coaching candidates till at least December, January, man, like January. Mm. Like, you know, man, like I, why, why? Well, I mean, we're just gonna t- look. Mike K put out a story. He had fourteen potential candidates, and then, eight, like the next day, he said expanded to twenty. And I was just like, I don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> Let's just wait till February. Oh man, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I don't I disagree with your thought, but I think I think you're also uh, so overwhelmed, and not overwhelmed, but I think you're probably just a bit jaded by the whole process being that you've gone through it so much over the past three, four years. Um, But also, you know, you have a similar feeling with regard to the draft and the buildup to the draft and everything too, you know, exhausting. so I I think that's what it is. I think it's exhausting. So, um, well, then you'll convince me to talk about it after Christmas. I kind of happy new year. Wish me a happy new year with new coach talk. You know, the benefit of doing this now, like getting the candidates is, the, you can get a list of candidates, Tony, and then you can actually watch the games of the teams that they coach for like and be able up. to say, like, oh, yep, I do Bellamore, like what he's doing no. here. Yep, exactly. All right. All right. That's C3 Panthers podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, wait, I don't have my producer, who is Cody Lack, who does these small things that I love. See you guys. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. 
And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.